This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader the station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. It's the best show, 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 it's the show uh, what are we doing tonight big night big night tonight tonight is history in the making that's right it is the night of a thousand pardos and what does that mean you the best show listener you call 201-332-3484 and you do your best don pardo impression announcing a guest or a host, or a cast member, or band on SNL. Could be real, could be fake. Whatever you want. I'm leaving that up to you. I want to see what you come up with. You know what? And you get one, you do one, and if I like it, you get to do another one. We'll see who strings the most together. What do you think about that, Mike? Mike left. Great. He'll be back when the pizza's here, I just found out. Where are these guys going? I don't know. But uh, one thing I do know, the number is 201-332-3484. And we got all sorts of stuff lined up for you tonight. Get ready. It's best show time. And the, if you don't like it, you can jump in a lake. Because I'm telling you, I hear what some of these other podcasts do. And they, they, they can't even carry. I heard these things... Some of these guys are paralyzed with fear talking into the mic without six guests in front of them. Not this show, baby. I tell the guests, you get out. I was supposed to have a guest tonight. Didn't show. Canceled last night. Worked on it for two months. Canceled last night. You know what? You're out of here. You're not allowed in. Don't need you. You're slowing the thing down. You'll gum up the works. Who needs you? Because you know what? All I need... Not unlike Bono is this red guitar. Remember when he said that in that terrible movie? All I need is this red guitar. A red guitar? That's a stupid looking guitar. Why is it? Who wants a red guitar? What? No, I need nothing. I got a microphone. I got a phone line. I don't even need phones. We're doing that. 
I just need a microphone, baby, and that's all we need to get the show going, so let's get the show going. It's best show time. Here we go. Tom Jorplin. What's up? How are you? My name's Tom. I'm the host of the show tonight. Uh, let me finish writing this email. Go beep, boop, boop, send. Now, I give my attention to you for three hours. What's up, everybody? It's the best show here on a Tuesday night as as the month of July winds down in 2018. Uh, Up here in uh, New Jersey, New York, it is swampy, right? You like it, Mike? It's like the bayou out there, right? Like we should be eating crawfish, right? 
Instead of ordering pizza tonight, we should be getting buckets of crawfish. Like, hey, Mike, get some crawfish tonight, right? Get some hot drawn butter. Is that what it is? Drawn butter that you put on that? What? I don't know. See, you were landlocked where you grew up, uh, Jason Studio, out there in uh, West Virginia. You were more akin to, uh, more likely to eat uh, uh, possum or uh, or a mountain lion. But Mike and Pat, those are Jersey boys. They like a slice. I like a slice too. Good old slice of CeCe's pizza. That's real pizza. You know it's real pizza when you can fill in on a piece of paper what you want on a pizza and they'll make one for you and they'll make as many as you can eat while you're sitting there. And you don't have to pay any more for it. Two oh one three three two three four eight four that's the number. What's up? We just heard from Escapism. Now you're asking yourself, Escapism, what's that? Well I'm gonna tell you. You know Ian uh uh from uh Nation of Ulysses, one of the all time great bands, Nation of Ulysses. Then he was in makeup, another great band. Well, this is his uh, his, uh, his his his, his uh, so, so, solo thing, and he put an album out on Merge this year called "Introduction to Escapism," and it is great. It's like it's like it's like uh, suicide party rock, kind of like the band Suicide. And we heard Rome Wasn't Burnt in a Day. Great song. Great album. Merge Records. Merge got a lot of things coming out, man. New Effed Up album coming out on Merge. New Swearing album on Merge. My boy uh, Mike Kroll got a single coming out. My Charge, I call him. He doesn't respect me anymore. I say that he'll say he, Mike Kroll will say he respects me. I see it in his eyes. He doesn't respect me anymore. That's how you see it. The guy moved on. He's, he's past me. I'm, 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 I'm small potatoes. That's fine. I'm, I'm Broadway Danny Rose up in this piece. They all pass me by. Right, Mike? Why are you agreeing with that, Mike? Mike, you're supposed to go, no, Tom, they don't. But they do. I'll take the honesty, Mike. I'll take the honesty. I'll take the hit. So tonight, this is what we're doing. Night of a Thousand Pardos. You all know Don Pardo. The guy who does uh, the who did the announcing on uh, Saturday Night Live. Where he'd be like, It's Saturday Night Live! Like that. 
And um, so everybody can pretty much do a Don Pardo impression. So you call in. You do, you do it as if, you can say as if somebody's a cast member, as if they're uh, uh, the musical guest or the, the host. And you could do real people that were in the cast. You can do them, but it's like, you know, I will say one thing. When you say, Danny Dillon, and you're like, <laughs> what a loser. It's like. Yeah, she still was on SNL. What what are, what are you doing? And your host, Brian Williams. Remember when he hosted that windbag? That fabulous? The liar. Oh, I didn't realize the story I told about being in a helicopter that was getting shot at wasn't real. Oh, you, oh, you, 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 not, not exactly the kind of things you get wrong when you, oh, did I say that happened to me? That I was in a helicopter getting shot at? Oh, it didn't. What a clown. Got the nerve to put Lana Del Rey down. How dare you? How dare you? Her music just gets better and better. Maybe we won't do this thing, uh, this uh, Don Pardo thing. We'll just play uh, some Lana Del Rey tonight. Be great to get everybody here. Everybody comes in, and I, I got Mike and Pat and Jason sitting out there. And then meanwhile, I just play play records, right? Why not? Feet down, fail me now. Get me to the finish line. Brian Williams. So that's what you you call. Back on point, Tom. Get back on, back on the subject here at hand. The matter at hand. Night of a thousand pars. And you do one, and then I'll see if you keep going. And if you do this, the first one well, I'll let you do a second one. Then you're just gonna get. And you're just going to get the axe. But we'll see how long you can string them together. Who's good here, Mike? Are there any non-Don Pardo calls? Which line? Line two. Best show, hi. It's Saturday Night Live with your host, Tom Chaplin. I'm featuring AP Mike. Pat Byrne, Jason Gore, and the special guest performers, Frankie Cosmos, with the Sammy Night Band. Ladies and gentlemen, Tom Chaplin! See, now there you go. That's how we start this off. Thank you, Avalanche how, Bob. This, I get to how say, are you, Tom? Oh, you're full of, you're full of I'm life. rocking, baby. Look how you, you doing? You sound rested. Yeah, things are going good, Tom. Yeah, good, good. How how the yeah. how the the thing go the 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 song? Oh uh, no, it, it's uh, I think it's going to be Saturday night. I'm not sure of all the details at uh, a place called um, Wonders of Nature in Brooklyn. Wonders of Nature? What's that? I'm not sure. I'm not sure of all the details yet. 
Yeah, well, so it's, but it's, what is it, is it the, the interview or a movie? It's what, a club. A club. We're okay. doing a, a set. You're doing a set. Wonders of Nature. Mm-hmm. I might have to send out AP Mike to that one. Mike? The same guy had the case up. Mike, you're going out, you gotta go to Wonders of Nature. The cake shop, the former owner of the cake shop. You go there. And check it out. Who else is on the bill, Avalanche Bob? Uh, I think it was, um, I haven't, I haven't got the name right now. It's two good, two groups. You can check it out. Just go to Wonders of Nature and you'll find it two groups. We weren't advertised because we were late, uh, booking. Yeah. Yeah, but you're gonna steal the show. They don't know what they got. They don't know what they, what they what's coming. Tom, we're starting the Super Board Revolution, and I'm I'm telling you, Tom, there's no stopping this thing. It's going to be big. Uh, I I can think think it's going to be as big as the WWE. It's going that that big. As big as the WWE. And you're part of it, Tom. I'm a part of it, whether I want to be. You or certainly not. are. You and Kid Chris and all the people that have helped me. I love it. I love it. I can't wait. I can't wait till we, um. Yeah. Tom, yeah. thank you for everything. Of course. And I will talk to you. I don't want to hold you up. Have thank a great you, night. Thank you. You have a great night too. There we go. Avalanche Bob checking with the, maybe his best call. Maybe his best call to date. See? You never count anyone out. You don't count anyone out. They are, they wrote this guy off and then he came through with a good call. Well, not a good call, but a, on point. Yeah, that's right. I played, uh, uh, the, we started the show off with the, uh, start off this Mission Impossible thing. I can't wait. This Mission Impossible movie. I'm ready. I'm excited to see this. I watched all five Mission Impossible movies. This past week, because I like I like those movies. There's look, there's there's are they stupid? Yeah, of course they're stupid. Somebody, oh, they're stupid. Yeah, no, I know, I know. What you think I don't know that? They're good. They're good. All right, Night of a Thousand Pardos. Let's get it started. Here we go. Best show, hi. Yeah, hi. Hi. So I, I've got a, a Pardo impression. What uh, What is the kind of procedure here? What's your name? Uh, Nick. Nick, where are you calling from? Uh, St. Paul, Minnesota. Nick from St. Paul, Minnesota. Let's hear it. Ellen Cornhorn. Okay. Go forward. Come again? You can do another. Okay. Yo, Piscopo! Alright, you're out of here. You lost it. Best show, hi. Hi, Tom. Hi, I'm not uh, comfortable with that overly familiar. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's hi, not- it's Steven. Uh, I used to live in Chicago, but I don't oh, live in I Chicago anymore. Guy. I know this guy. I know this guy. Where, 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 where are you, where are you living these days? What are you riding the road? I'm rails? living in, <laughs> yeah, yeah, in my bindle. Yeah. 
Um, I'm in I'm in Oakland, California now. Nice. And this is the guy who used to work at the <laughs> the uh, the recording studio that that uh, that poker dude runs. Yes, Poker House yeah. USA. Poker House USA. And he'd get like the microphone right up on the chips as he dropped them, like. Yeah. And it, it the sounds card. like uh, the California split. Yeah. Then he'd wow. get the, the cards going. <laughs> and he would still mix the vocals way down. Yeah, totally. <laughs> still muffled. You got to get that rich, crisp card shuffle sound over vocals. I'm talking about this. Is, this guy, Steve, is a good guy. He uh, worked. He, he worked. He helped the best show out with uh, a lot of different things over the years because. He worked at the Steve Albini uh, Sound Factory or whatever it was called. Yeah, Sound Factory. That's it. Right. And how was that? Is that as sad? Do you, you miss those days? Um, That's a no. Really. That's a no. <laughs> That's a no. Stammering for five seconds. <laughs> and it's not even a bad you don't mean it as an insult it's just that you you were there and you did that now you're doing something else i was there for a really long time yeah, so you moved on yeah exactly yeah now look exactly. at you right you're out there in oakland yeah you're out there in oakland what are, what are you what are you doing you polishing mc hammer's bowling alley <laughs> i just i just moved here about three weeks ago so i'm i'm just getting i'm still getting my bearings and putting everything together and just getting acclimated to the city. Pumps in a bump. Pumps in a bump. <laughs> Remember when he, uh, MC Hammer was like tough and suddenly he yeah. did that song Pumps in a Bump and the video was like sleazy. And when I was directing music videos, I pitched a few bands on an all, all guy pumps in a bump shot for shot remake no indie band would go along with it i was like wow. let's do all male pumps in a bump greased up guys partying with an <laughs> with an indie rock band and every unsurprisingly every indie rock band not not the video they wanted to make well it had my uh had my dumb indie rock band stayed together and had the budget for you, we probably would have. You could have done it. Yeah. Probably would have gone for that idea. Yeah. Well, yeah. So what do you it's got? What, what do you, well, first of all, all the best to you and Thank yours you. in Oakland. Thank you. So what do you got? What do you got? Get right to the meat of the the, the matter here. The Don Pardo impression. Yes. Uh, this is actually this is this has been a game with some friends back in Chicago. So to see this announced was very exciting. So I have one, and if it works, Let's I will do no, my look, best. Don't, don't equivocate. Don't equivocate. Just do it. Okay. Musical guest, millions of dead cops. All right, keep going. Or is that it? And your host, Kyrie Irving. All right, you lost us on the Kyrie Irving. You got, you got, tried, soft, you got yeah. soft on the end. Goodbye. Pumps in a bump. Pumps in a bump. Hey, we like to go. Best show, hi. Hey, how's it going, Tom? It's going well. To whom am I speaking? 
This is Nick in Austin. Nick in Austin. What do you got here? Uh, I got a Don Pardo for you. This is a name I've always wished he was uh, able to do. <clears throat> Let's hear it. I'm your host, Arnie Hammer. Okay, you're out of here. A little too high, a little too high pitched. Pardo was never in a panic about things. That guy sounded like sounded like uh, like he was vaguely scared. He would have said, "And your host." Army Hammer! Yeah, but look. We'll find the balance. We'll find the balance. Right, Mike? Yo, G, beat this. 12 noon, pumping the bumps up there. It's on, and it's all good. Best show, hi. Hey, uh, this is Jeremy calling from Los Angeles. What's up, Jeremy? Well, what's up in Los Angeles tonight? Uh, just sweating. It's very hot. It's hot. Well, why don't you, yeah. why don't you heat it up even a little bit more with your with your <clears throat> Don Pardo? Uh, all right. Um, <clears throat> musical guest Tony, Tony, Tony. That's very good. Very good. Now keep going. <laughs> and your host. <clears throat> Yahoo! Serious. I don't know. <laughs> uh, you, you almost. You should have said. Uh, first of all, you coughed, which uh, Don Pardo would never cough. Actually, he would have. <laughs> toward toward the end of that guy's run, they were getting a little sloppy in there. Although nothing was as sloppy as uh, what's his face they got in there now. Uh, what's his name? Daryl. Uh, what's hey, that? Hammond. Daryl Hammond is in there, and he said, uh, "He's like, and your host, John Mulvaney." <laughs> When John Mulaney was hosting, he called him John Mulvaney. It's like, this guy wrote, this guy was a writer when you worked here. You worked alongside this guy. And your host, John Mulvaney. Should have walked, they should have walked him out of the building. You should have seen, next thing you should have seen was, was, uh, uh, uh Daryl Hammond with the, with a cardboard box with a plant in it going down the elevator. I guess there won't be a night of a thousand Hammonds anytime soon. And your host, <coughs> Yahoo Serious. You should have gone up on Serious, but you didn't. Ah. You're done. This video is basically MC Hammer's in a Speedo, a leopard skin Speedo wearing like sunglasses and bl and black gloves in at like an outdoor pool. He's got out, he's got gloves. It's like, what, what are you, a, the Boston Strangler? Wearing gloves at a pool, at the pool? Yeah, it's it's a filthy. Uh, yeah, it's it's. Uh, you watch this video, and you're just like, yeah, okay, of course this guy went bankrupt. I think he went bankrupt making this video. Best show, hi. 
Going on, Tom. Zach in Buffalo. Zach in Buffalo. Let's just get right to the the thing here. Let's. What do you got? All right. <clears throat> A musical guest. Spoken word from Henry Rollins. <laughs> All right. The. That that keeps you alive. The impression's not so hot, but the the <laughs> that, okay. What do you? What else? Let's hear another one. I'm your host, Kevin Smith. <laughs> that would be the weirdest episode of SNL. Kevin Smith is the host, and the musical guest is Henry Rollins doing spoken word. You got one more? Yeah. Story, Macaulay Culkin. All right, now you're done. Okay, I made it to three. Three's the most so far, that guy. Okay, did it. Best show, hi. Hi, I'm here to meet you at Thousand Bardos. Now, what's your name now? My name is Farad. Farad? All right, let's hear yes. what you got, Farad. Okay. <clears throat> It's Saturday Night Live with a musical guest, Cher. All right, keep going. I, 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 sorry, I was about to do one name here. Okay, so, <clears throat> Phil Hartman, Tracy Morgan, Dennis Miller, Kevin Nealon, Jen Hooks, and starring Elliot Gould. Okay, that's very good. This guy's in the lead so far. All right, <laughs> thanks, buddy. No problem. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new Office Hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here, too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. Who are the animals? Because I don't smell them. Best show, hi. Hello, Tom. Oh, my goodness. This is now for people who don't know. There's a, uh, a hero. The word hero gets thrown around all too, uh, all too comfortably these days. And it, it sickens me. But there's a guy down south, Alabama way, who, he's kind of like Alabama's Batman. And he leaves his mark, it's a Z, whenever he uh, does one of his good deeds. There's usually a Z marked at the scene. And then people are like, is it, what does the Z stand for? And then they look and then there's usually some crumpled up Zaxby's bag and some takeout container on the floor. Yeah. Just on the street. It's like, well, this guy's a hero, but he has clearly has no problem littering. Hero got to eat. He's, yeah. Hero, hero kind of couldn't have thrown that stuff in a garbage can. Uh, no, this is Jason from Al from Huntsville, Alabama. How are you? I'm doing all right. How are you, Tom? Good, good. Well, well, well what's going on? You got you got the humidity up there now. It's it's been it's been less humid than normal here today. So maybe that's we yes we have your humidity now. You're welcome. Yeah, you should see. 
AP Mike's eating crawfish tonight. <laughs> from, you, from just a, set, you just sit him out on the windowsill yeah. let him boil. He's got a rusty bucket. <laughs> yeah, he's doing a, he's doing a crawfish a crawfish boil out there <laughs> on the stove. He threw in. You got a connect? Does he have a crawfish connect? He does have a crawfish connect. And then he just decided to uh to just a two for one it he threw some Elio's pizza in the uh in the boil. So it's gonna be really wet pizza that also tastes like crawfish. And then Louisiana the crawfish, style. Then yeah, Louisiana style. Yeah, just like they do down in Louisiana, you throw in some frozen pizza. Yeah. What's going on tonight, my friend? Well, I'm going to try this Night of a Thousand Pardos. I can't wait to hear this. I will say, the last person, the technical, his, his te- the technical aspect of his Pardo, I think that's the standard for tonight. That's the one to beat. I, I think so. I'm being told that that guy is a, is a ringer who actually is a professional announcer. Oh. Someone is telling me. So look, and there, there was nothing, there was nothing about right. this being an amateur contest. It's not even a contest. It's just an event. There's no right. prize. I'm like, I ain't giving no prize out. I ain't giving no prize out on this. Um, but yeah, but he does announcing for other things. So good for him. It's it's nice yeah. to know some announcements. Uh, some annou- announcers like listening to this show. Yeah. So let's hear. It. Don't don't worry okay. about him. You don't worry about him. <clears throat> oh, I'm not. No, I'm not. That's I'm not. I'm not worried about him. Okay. With salacious be crumb. Okay, so Salacious Crumb from the little creepy dude from Return of the Jedi. Yeah. The guy who was like, <laughs> that guy. Yeah. The Muppet dude, he's in the cast of SNL in your, yeah. in your Kit world. Kit Fisto. Say that again. Kit Fisto. Who's that now? He was, a, he was in the prequels. He was a Jedi. Okay. Bib Fortuna. So Bib Fortuna. Lobot. Lobot, one of the one of the bounty hunters. Mean numbed. Who? Mean numbed. I don't know who that is. He's a little mouse looking guy that's in the flying the thing. I don't know. He's flying a thing. Was he the one who was in next to Lando when they're flying yes. the thing and he's just yes. like I can't get through that. At least it's like he's like, we yeah. can't make it through that thing. And then yeah, that's him. Oh, Wicked right. W Warwick. See, I'm telling you, this is right now. If you they paired, if you wrote for that other guy, you guys would be like a juggernaut. Well, you can. I'm I'm on, I'm in the phone book. In the phone book, great. Well, that featuring Dexter Jester. Dexter Jester on the very popular cafe. Now I kill the Rancor Keeper. You know, musical guest. Say it. Five Snoodles and the Max Rebar Band. There it is, the Max Rebar Band. You know, one of the great things about this is, is as Jason is throwing out these these dumb names that are just complete garbage, but. The on this planet right now, there are probably a few tons worth of action figures of these these 
these ironically funny characters that tons of pollution like probably five years was shaved off of earth's existence right to to make sure that there was a salacious crumb uh (laughs) action figure or a a snaggle tooth (laughs) yes to make sure that there's a four by four hole in the ozone yeah for snaggle tooth yes exactly Bib Fortuna, there's some, there's there's some rays coming through now. Yeah, in the hole that was created so that there could be a Bib Fortuna action figure. They, they should name a, a a variety of melanoma after Bib Fortuna. <laughs> With a film by R two D two. All right, now you're out. Bye. Everybody gets the same boot, man. On this one. That's how it goes. Best show, hi. Ladies and gentlemen, your host, Secretary of Commerce, Wilbur Ross. Okay, that's pretty good. It's really good, don't you think? Yeah, no, that was good. I mean, I mean, he's. Have you seen this guy? Wilbur Ross. No, no, I mean. He's the Secretary of, of Commerce. He, he's 80, but he looks. Like he's, I don't know, uh, deceased. Okay. That's how. That's the energy level. You know how Trump's always saying that that everyone has low energy. Mm-hmm. This guy has has negative energy. So he actually siphons off other people's energy to keep exactly, them going. Yeah. Yeah. No, I. I just. Uh, it's hard. It's hard with these old timers. Right. I do one more. Yeah. Yeah. Keep going. With musical guest, Stu Cook. <laughs> Stu, Stu Cook from Creedence Clearwater Revival. The bassist, solo, doing a, <laughs> two solo songs. Just, I'm picturing just bass and vocals? Yes. Like, he didn't even put together, he didn't even get a guitarist and a drummer. He might not even been able to get any. Yeah. Like he had feelers out, but there were no takers. People are, yeah, people are passing on being on SNL. Exactly. Uh, Stu, yeah, I'm going to pass on that. Like, not not even I have something else going on. It's just I'm passing. (laughs) Like, they wouldn't even make up the lie that he knows is a lie. Right. They're just like, yeah, I don't want to do that. Let me do one more. Yeah, go ahead. With a special stand-up set by Steve Carlton. That's a Phillies uh, pitcher. Yes, he, he, see, he, he's like a, a noted crotchety weirdo. So he'd go on the show. I'm picturing in in his Phillies uniform. Yes, but he, he was also known for wearing these giant fur coats too. So would he come out in the fur coat? He had the fur coat. Over the vintage seventies, you know, like the tight uniform, like the light blue. <laughs> yeah, the away the away uniform with what do they call those stirrups? Is that what those are? Like the sock things? Yeah, like a sock garter or something yeah. that they had on. Yeah, yeah. I liked when the when that one when the the pirates wore shorts. Do you remember? Yes. 
The White Sox did too, I think. I think yes. it might have been the White, where they're just like, let's wear shorts. Yes. Like, there's a funny story mm-hmm. that that has been verified. Uh, one of the guys on the, I think, it was on the White Sox, he was he, he was voted uh, into uh, the the All Star game, mm-hmm. and somehow his uniform didn't make it to the game. So he had no uniform. So he went to the the concession stand. Remember back then they they would sell uniforms to kids. Yeah. And somehow he was able to buy a White Sox uniform that fit him somehow, mm-hmm. and he wore that to the game. He it's wore true. he wore a uniform that he bought out in the at the at a merch yes. uh, stand. Dan, Dan Epstein has verified this. The writer. Okay. Well, that's. So, well, that's a lot of baseball uh, lot of knowledge stuff. coming here. Hey, I, do, I recognize your voice, right? Do I know you? Well, you should. Okay. Well, who who is this? It's Nick. Betty's Nick. husband. Ugh, okay. Hey, Nick. Um, How's it going? Oh, it's good. Um, well, I guess I should say... I, you, People don't know you, people listening, and it's like, you know, my my longtime friend, uh, Betty, is married to you. You're, you're her new husband, Nick. That's right. So how, how's it going, Nick? Well, to be honest, um, I'm a little miffed. Yeah. Okay. I saw this coming. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm sure this is about the party the other night, right? Of course it is. Mm-hmm. I have one question for you. Yeah? Would it have killed you to sit in that chair for more than 15 seconds? Hey, Nick, you know, look. I know you're so proud of your super expensive stereo system. And that you've got this chair that you have mathematically positioned to give the listener the optimal, the absolute greatest experience possible. But I just have to say it felt weird to be sitting there in front of like 30 people at at a party while you're hovering around me to boot. Well, I, I just wanted to make sure you were properly enjoying Peter Gabriel's So album. And, you know, of of all the guests I had there, I thought you'd be the one who would appreciate the chair most because Betty's always telling me how much you love music and you it's all you talk yeah, about okay. is music. Look, I like music. I love music. Yes. But I, I don't I, I don't want to be looked at while I'm listening to it. You know, and I really don't like being filmed while I'm listening to it. Well, I need content for my Tales from the Audio Chair blog. And, you know, truthfully, you are by far the biggest FP to ever sit in that chair. And you didn't even sit there long enough for me to get footage. Mm-hmm. You know, you didn't even make it to the first course of Red Raid before you got up and said you had to go to the toity. Yeah, I just, it's the whole thing felt weird. It felt way too weird. For, for what I had expected out of what's supposed to be just a, a party. Well, you felt weird. I felt really embarrassed 
and I'll tell you, I, I paid Heinrich, the audio guru, thirteen grand for that system, and an additional four grand for that chair. And then you disrespected me by bolting after twenty seconds. How am I supposed to feel about that? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, look, I, I'm sorry if I came off, however I came off, but it's like there's just an energy that was coming off of you. Nick, that was just so, like, it was like ma- manic energy, like like bad, like bad energy. Like people would, you'd get people to sit in the chair, right? And they're sitting there, and you're they're sitting. They're not even in the thing for thirty seconds before you're like skipping through to another track, and you're you're staring at them, and you're I guess you were filming them also, and then well, you're, yeah, and then you're berating them if they don't seem to be getting it the way you. Want them to get it, not hearing what you want them to be hearing. Well, I wish you'd been in the room when when I I, I played uh, like forty seconds of Giant Steps for Tammy, and she was just looking at me like like she didn't know what she was hearing. What kind mm-hmm. of idiot is that? But if somebody's sitting there, maybe they don't know jazz, uh, or it's not their thing. And but how are they ever going to appreciate it if you're staring at them while they're trying to take it in? I wasn't just staring. At one point, I shoved Mike's face in that Avalon album. Uh-huh. To look at the cover of Yes, that. understand yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's, not, it's not a great vibe, Nick. You know. You know, and and then to add insult to injury, you didn't come back in when I took off Texas Flood and I put on Synchronicity. Uh huh. Okay. Well, let me. I'm not even going to. You said to add what to injury? Insult. It's it. it okay. Yeah. I'm, what do you think it is? It's insult. So. No, it's not. It's insult. Have you ever heard heard that that? No, when someone. When someone scrapes, when you were a kid, didn't, didn't, like if you scraped your, your knee, your mother would, would, uh, she would say, lay there while I don't get salt to put mm-hmm. in your wound. I'm getting something else, something that'll heal it. To get in, okay, sure. I, maybe I had a different upbringing than you did with that stuff, but why would and, you? And the saltiest, the worst part of, of, of the, of the, container of salt was always the bottom the end salt mm-hmm. that's, sure. that's what stung most well what i okay so that's the word why would you think that a stevie ray vaughn album like like you took that off and then you put on a police record yeah and you'd think that that would bring me back in i thought it would uh-huh why why would you think that would draw me back in well because betty said that you really like punk rock and that's the only punk rock album i have the police synchronicity yeah not exactly punk are you kidding synchronicity part two that's like a that's like speed metal almost yeah almost almost okay well i i guess i i should have played uh cargo men at work yeah why is that punk also yeah that's okay glass houses billy no that's not you think that these, this is like punk to you? You're going to get it? You're going to get it. Who's that now? Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. That's right. You're Yeah. 
These are Mirrors not, by Blue Oyster Cult? <laughs> these are not punk albums. Fables of the Reconstruction. That's, no, R.E.M. were not punk. The Lexicon of Love. <laughs> ABC, the first ABC album. Mm-hmm. Mighty yeah. Like a Rose? <laughs> that's like, that's when Elvis Costello was like, like, I'm going to have a beard now. Along the Red Ledge. I don't remember what that is. That's Hall and Oates. It's, this is not. This is not punk, Nick. New traditionalists. Wait, what is that? Devo. Oh, it's Devo. Yeah. Okay. Uh, cr- crack Jake Fogelman as much? It don't sound like you do. I, I don't actually. I would not crack him. All right. Uh, infidels. Infidels. Who's that Bob, again? Bob Dylan. <laughs> This is not a punk. This is not punk. Fly on the wall. ACDC? Yes. Well, that's actually... Have you seen the cover? It's a... It's like an outhouse or something, right? Yes. I'm sorry. That's their country record, then. (laughs) Like, I... I I think they they had... Clearly, at some point, they changed graphic designers. I think so. Because they went from... Back from Back in Black, which was this black album, like, mm-hmm. and then they had for those about to rock, which is a, a canon, both embossed, both embossed, and then after that, then they went to a black, a flick of the switch was probably the next one. Yeah, the pencil <laughs> sketch of, of of a little boy hanging from a a a, 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 a switch. Yeah, so they went and they got they had a pencil sketch on the as their next. Clearly, somebody was cutting corners somewhere. <laughs> Could be. Then, then the one after that was like a cartoonish, like a knot hole, like a peak hole in it. It looked like like an like the kind of thing you'd see at, at, for sale at like Cracker Barrel. Yeah, like a like it would be like a thing you'd hang in a. Like a like a like a country bathroom they mm-hmm. would sell to like if you needed wall art for a country bathroom. Right. Well, the word is it was originally titled "Country Bathroom." That that was the name of that album. The new album from ACDC is "Country Bathroom." <laughs> that would be. I wish I'd buy it. You'd buy. You'd buy a country bathroom. I would. I sure would. Yeah. But, you know, I'm still really miffed. What are you miffed about? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm miffed about another layer of Saturday night. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What? Well, would it have killed you to at least feign interest in my movie and TV memorabilia room? Oh, Nick, I, I don't want to go anywhere near this. I think we should. No, I don't Let's want to. Let's get it out. If, no. if you and me... Uh-huh. And Betty are going to be friends. We got to hash this out. Uh huh. Okay. Okay. So what Look, do you think? What's the? What's? Why are you miffed again? Well, I think you should just come clean and admit you're jealous. Okay. I'm jealous. Yes. Of... Go ahead. Why, okay, why well, am I jealous? I I know you're struggling to break into show business, and it's probably really annoying to you that this realtor who you think is so uncool, has all this great movie and TV memorabilia, and there you are trying to get spec scripts to John Ross Bowie. 
Uh-huh. Yeah, well, I, I like John. I, actually, he's a g- good guy. I, 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 I do, too. Yeah. I, I was a, 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 a big naked babies booster. Uh-huh. Oh, you were... You were a naked babies booster? Oh, yeah. Did you have that on a shirt or something? I did, yeah. <laughs> NBB. Yep. Yeah. No, bro, every time. Look, my business with John Ross Bowie or, or is or isn't any of your business. Okay, fair enough. And if he doesn't open the envelopes I send him or does open them, that's between me and him. Uh, fair enough. You know, and look, I don't think you're uncool, Nick. Please, I I saw you roll your eyes when I said, "But a book, but a boom." Yeah, because it's a corny commercial. That's then that line is so played out. I love that line. I can't wait for that commercial to come on. Uh huh. So you get you get pumped when that commercial comes. I on. do. I start doing push-ups. Uh huh. Sometimes chin-ups. Do you have yeah. a chin-up bar? Do it? No, I don't. No. Got to get one. Yeah. Got to get one. I can do two. You can do two. Yes. Yeah. Chin-up bars always seemed to either seemed like they broke the door mold. They or always ninety percent of, of of the time they break the door. Yeah, they did not seem. And then I guess it's just assuming it can't be a doorway with a door, right? Right, door it, it's an entryway at that point, yeah, I guess. Yeah. So I guess it, it has to be a frat house. Then you can put one in. Yes. Oh, I long for my frat days. You miss your frat days? I do. I miss my frat brothers. Mm-hmm. They're all in jail. Yeah. <laughs> they took it too far. Uh-huh. So I did too, truthfully, but I, I, I ran away you that ran, night. Yeah. Well, look, you got away from them, and now look at you. You got to run, right? You're, you're a realtor with a cool stereo system and a memorabilia uh, a me- a memorabilia room. Well, speaking of... What didn't you like about my collectibles? Uh-huh. Honestly? Yes. The stuff you had, especially for the amount of talking you did... I hyped it quite a bit. It's... It was not A-level stuff. It was a strange... It fell into a strange spot of being close to exciting... Without being actually exciting, the things Close you Close to exciting? Are you crazy? Yeah. yeah. You're out of your mind. All my stuff is top shelf. Like like what? Well, like the pencil that Richard Mulligan was doodling with when he was stuck on the phone waiting for customer service in episode 21 of Empty Nest. Uh-huh. That, that was great, do you think? The pencil from Empty Nest. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, how about the glass that uh, Stanley Tucci was sipping from in the great Spielberg Hanks film Terminal? Of course, everyone loves Stanley Tucci as uh, airport official Frank Dixon in that film. From the Terminal. Yeah. Okay. Um. Okay. You had a glass that Stanley Tucci drank out of. Okay. Um, Matthew Broderick's belt from the movie Tower Heist. It's in like four scenes. His belt. Yes. But he's not, he's not, just correct me if I'm wrong, Is he? he's not whipping it around the room or anything. No, not in anything that made it into the movie. There's, there's a, a rumored uh, scene that, that landed on the cutting room floor of, of him having like a, a, a whipping contest with somebody. But in the movie that any of us could see, it's just a belt through his belt loops on his Unfortunately, belt. yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
Okay, well, you're not impressed by that. Uh, there's no way you weren't blown away by the roll of masking tape that I had that was used on the set of The Price is Right. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, and not during the Drew Carey run, okay? This this was Barker tape, the good stuff. Uh-huh. So a roll of masking tape that was on, on The Price is Right when Bob Barker was the host. Yes, I can't verify that he touched it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Okay, well, um, how about the Julia Louis-Dreyfus raincoat from the famous rain episode of The New Adventures of Old Christine? I, the raincoat, yeah. It, I mean, okay, it's a raincoat. It's a raincoat from a, right. from her, one of her, her third most popular show. Oh, that could definitely be debated all night. Well, there's Veep. Right. Then there's Seinfeld. Yeah, it's okay. Oh, so you're saying New Adventures of Old Christine is more popular than Seinfeld? I'd rank that first, then Veep, then uh, Steinfeld. Okay. Yeah. Seinfeld, not Steinfeld. Okay. Well, well. Uh, then what else? What else do I have? Uh, oh, uh, the briefcase from Pulp Fiction. Yes, that's impressive. That that one's impressive. Oh, you know what? I don't think you were in the room when I explained that it, it, it's not. The briefcase that Samuel L. Jackson and Travolta have. It's a briefcase that you can see in the background of that scene at the ice cream shop. It's on a shelf. I, I guess it was like part of like their lost and found section. Maybe someone came in and got some ice cream and then left their briefcase. Yeah, so it's a, okay, so it's a briefcase that doesn't even, it's not the briefcase, it's a briefcase. Yeah. So maybe you need to stop saying it's the briefcase from Pulp Fiction and say it's a briefcase well, from Pulp Fiction. That kind of that doesn't that doesn't punch as well. <laughs> yeah. Well. Okay. All right. I, I also have Bud Abbott's shoe. What's that? Bud Abbott's shoe. Bud Abbott from Abbott and Costello. Yes. You yeah. have his shoes. Yeah, and uh, I, I'm not sure which movie it's. Uh, from or, or if it if it was even in a movie, uh-huh. but I definitely have his left shoe. Oh, so you don't even have the pair of shoes? I don't. No. Okay. So you have Bud Abbott's left shoe. I do. Yeah, and it's one of those shoes that an elderly person has, so it's probably not in a movie. It's probably after the fact. It's like an orthopedic shoe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know if he was wearing orthopedic shoes might when, have been. when they were filming those movies. It's possible, like his last one, which I guess was in the 80s. It was not. He was not making movies in the 80s. We could, uh, I wish my computer worked. Mm-hmm. I could I could look it up, but it's not working right now. Yeah, yeah. Hey, well, you know what? What? Let's get this out of the open, too, all right? I, I don't think I didn't see you snickering at my bro-dozer as you walked up the driveway, okay? Your bro-dozer? Yeah. Which I'm assuming is the yellow Hummer. Mm-hmm. Dro- yeah, then, you know what? To be honest, I was snickering. See, I knew it. Uh-huh. I, I mean, how, how, how can you even drive that thing? Are you kidding? It commands total respect and conveys awesome power. A, a Bloated yellow Hummer. It's sleek. Uh-huh. Large and sleek. Uh, I'll tell you, man, when I drive that thing up, uh-huh. kids flee. Yeah, I'm sure they flee. They're terrified. Yeah. And I, I, Kids flee. Men salute. I've had, like, at least 15 servicemen salute me as I oh, drive so, up. Oh, so servicemen salute you. Oh, yeah. 
just because you're driving a Hummer. Yep. They salute you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. I'll tell you what else. I've I've had a couple uh, tube tops get taken down, too. Because people get so what so are turned on, right? Yellow yes, I don't want to say it. you said it. Yeah, well, I'm because I don't believe it is why I'm saying it. Well, get ready to believe it because uh-huh. it's true. Wow, well, that's, that's a great slogan. I think Trump should use that. Get ready to believe it because it's true. That's actually very good. You what do you think's going on in his stomach at like ninety percent of the time? Like what sound do I think is going? Yes, on? yeah. I think it probably sounds something like this. Yes, stop! <laughs> like somebody just, yeah, just asking for for a reprieve. Please stop! Please stop! No, no more fish fillets. Yes, and then a, fl- a fish fillet hits the person in the head. Then, because here comes another one. <laughs> What do you think is the shortest amount of time he's gone between the last bite of a fish fillet and the first bite of a Sunday? The shortest I, I amount. I think you can do it in one motion. Yeah, I, I would bet that it's almost he's even alternated at points. He's just started on the Sunday before he was done with the fish fillet, and then just Sunday all, first, yes. Yeah, but then he'll go. He'll go fit one bite, one bite, one bite, like. One bite of the fish fillet, one bite of the Sunday. One bite of the fish fillet, one bite of the Sunday. Do you think he says it too? Like, like one one bite of that, one bite of that. Probably, yeah. I, I could see him. I could see him saying it. I love it. Or seeing him just even go like, "You're at, you're, you're done." Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> well, final, final bite. Like, oh no! What? What? The, what's, oh no! What? Um. What's going oh, on? Oh, jeez. Um, what? Well, you know, after you humiliated me by leaving the audio chair, I installed leg and arm restraints that automatically engage when a listener sits in the chair. Yeah. And the straps don't disengage until a song is completed. All right. Well, that's very weird and very unfair and probably illegal, I guess, also. Well, speaking of weird and unfair... Yeah. I just sat down in the chair, and the straps engaged. And I, I thought I had this thing set on manual. And I can't, I can't get it to disengage. So you're strapped in the chair now. Yes, I'm strapped in. Your arms and legs. I can't move. I can't. Well, I can't get. You can't get help. free. Oh no! Uh, what is that? Gaucho, Tom. That's some quality audio. You can't argue with this this quality, right? No, I can hear that that soprano sax is pretty. This is their punk album. Gaucho. Oh no! What is that? Oh. Oh no! What? I had a, I had the stereo cranked too high. Heinrich told me this might happen. And the stereo blew, it blew up. Your stereo blew up, but what does that sound now I hear? That's fire! 
So you're, but you're still strapped. I'm to the strapped in, Tom. You you gotta call the Newbridge Rescue Department. I, I don't actually need the search and rescue department because, well, you know where I am, so you can just tell them to come to my house. Well, look, I would, I would call for help, but I have to just say my phone has been really weird since the weekend. It's been operating like at like one sixteenth of its normal no. speed. No. Oh, you know why? Why? That's because I. I uploaded a bunch of high-res audio files onto your phone that I, I bought from Heinrich. And I'll tell you, those files make Pono files look like MP1s. It, so you installed stuff on my phone to, to why? To slow it down? No, I wanted you to hear how, how good audio could sound. All oh, the straps are getting tighter. Oh no! You know, I, I I think if I'm correct, you should have the entire Barking Pumpkin catalog on on your phone right now. I didn't look, and uh, well, let me look. Oh yeah, there it is. Wow. Okay. It's a lot of good stuff. Yeah, your guitar is in there. It's a lot of it's a lot of stuff on here. Oh no! It blew up again. Oh, Tom, hurry! Please call. This is like if Christine was a high fidelity lounge chair. Okay, I'll hurry. try. I'll try to give you some help, Nick. 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 Oh no. Oh no. Poor Nick. I don't know, man. That might be the end of Nick. Guess that's a thing. Nick has a thing. Mike has a like. Mike used to hang out in some dude's apartment. Uh, was it a house? Not an apartment. I guess is that a thing of dudes just cranking stereos? Well, I'll put you in touch with Nick, Mike. Called audio files. Okay. All right. Well, I think the well the stereo blew up, so I don't think I was going to say you should go over and check his out. I don't think he's. Yeah, you know, we might not be hearing a whole lot from him. Um, best show. Hi. <laughs> hey Tom, how are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm well. To whom am I speaking? This is Bob Pardo. All right, love it. You're in character already. What do you? Let's hear. What do you got? Well, I hope you're ready for the musical guest, Silhouette Sprocket and Paula Abdul. You sound a little cozy, which I don't remember him being. You sound more like you're sitting in front of a fireplace. Oh, I. I don't know Santa. what you mean, Tom. Get out of here. What are you, Santa Claus? It's Don Pardo, not Santa Claus. You <laughs> don't know what you mean there. Best show, oh. hi. Hello? Hello? Yes, hello. Karen, do I have to do my Don Pardo? What's your name? This is Claire O'Kane. <laughs> oh my goodness, it's Claire O'Kane, the famous comedian. <laughs> whose new album I'm look, I'm wow. gonna say this is you didn't ask for this. 
Your I new al- your new album is available for pre-order now, right? This is true. And this is an album I'm looking forward to. Are you? I am. Good. What's it called again? <laughs> Let It Be? It's called Let It Be. It's a very original title that I think will really grab the the eye and the ear. I think I think it will. I think people are going to respond to the newness of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what label's putting this out now? AST, A Special Thing Records. A Special Thing Records that has put out records that we've all enjoyed over the years, like Jonah Ray had a single. Mm-hmm. And uh, who else did things on that? I think that's it. <laughs> so you're Pat the... Oswalt, he was there. He did it. Who? I think Pat Oswalt had one. I, I could go. be wrong. There you go. Pat Oswalt, who was uh, one of my favorite people, and I heard him on uh, Hollywood Handbook last week. It was very exciting. He's very funny. Mm, never so, heard of it. So, yeah, well, look, Claire, there's time for everything. You catch up. They all can't be Let It Be by Claire O'Kane, where we all hear it and are ready for it. So when does this record hit? What's the street date on this record? Record drops uh, like a steaming pile on August 10th. August 10th, right? Perfect time to order it because then it gets sent to your house and put on your porch and it warps in the Mm -hmm. sun. It sits there until you get home from work. You get home and you got a nice uh, chip bowl. Yeah, it's a condensation. The condensation comes with it. So let's hear Claire Mm -hmm. O'Kane, one of my favorite people. You know that. You know that's true. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Let's hear this Jimmy, not Jimmy Pardo. Let's hear this Don Pardo impression. I can do my Jimmy Pardo. Let's hear both. I want to hear both. Let me hear your Jimmy Pardo (laughs) into your Don Pardo. Ladies and gentlemen, my favorite band, Journey, will... Okay, you're... That's great. Am I, am I doing it good? That was good great. Summer. Do you want to hear my Jimmy Pardo impression? Yeah. Ha-ha! Oh, no. Oof. That's how he laughs. He goes, ha-ha! Yeah, no, I know. I had a boyfriend who sounded like that, who laughed like that one. He laughed, laughed like, like, ha-ha! Yeah, the the two ha's where you're. It's like you're reading a laugh off of a page. <laughs> yes, it's like no, no. Make it more natural. Make it more like if he's in a voiceover session, <laughs> and it's like, all right, that's that's a good start. Just kind of own it now. Start taking ownership of the laughter on this, and just give it give us <laughs> as, as if you'd laugh. You don't have to read the laugh. Just be the be the laugh. <laughs> so let's hear your Don Pardo now. Okay. Um, it's Saturday Night Live. <laughs> oh, no. My boyfriend's standing in front of me shaking my, his head. Okay, I got to turn around. You tell, that, tell him to you tell him to knock it off or I'll come over there and I'll punch him in the nose. And I mean it. Tom says hi. There you go. That's how, that's, that's how that gets processed. Oh, now he's trying to do his impression. Well, tell him to wait <laughs> okay. his turn. Tell him to wait his turn. What is, what is he doing? Wait your turn. Do you want to do it? You got to do it. pool? What's that? What do you think this is a community pool? <laughs> Everybody, wait your turn. <laughs> Hold on, I'll do mine and I'll tell him what the deal is. Okay, it's Saturday Night Live. 
featuring Soy Bomb. Is that good? Did I win? Yeah, that's good. You're still alive. Keep going. I wait. I could do more than one. Yeah, I go. I, uh, featuring Ellen Cleghorn. Everybody goes to Ellen Cleghorn. That's everybody's <laughs> default. <laughs> it's just the funniest. It's the funniest sounding Saturday Night Live name. So they musical okay. guest. Okay, who's a musical guest? <laughs> yo Yo Ma. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Yo so Yo he- Ma. That's so. It's a great episode with Soy Bomb is hosting the guy who ran on stage when Bob Dylan played in the Grammys. And yeah, danced around. how could you forget? Mm-hmm. That guy who used to be at, uh, I used to see that guy at, if you if you were in a previous uh, generation of comedy people, Claire, you would have been doing stand-up next to that guy. He he was, God, he, was at, he was at Luna Lounge. Michael Portnoy did stand-up, did like performance things at the Monday Night Eating It show a lot. Amazing. Uh, was that the? But he did he ever like workshop soy bomb? No, there was just a point where suddenly it was like everybody's just going to this Monday night comedy thing at the Luna Lounge on on Ludlow, and then suddenly one night it's like, and everybody's just like, did anybody see that he that Michael Portnoy went on stage at the Grammys? Like every like it was just suddenly <laughs> this thing. It's like that guy who's here in front of a hundred people every week ran on stage at the Grammys. It said soy bomb on his chest. It was just very weird. I'm sure. Well, so, the nineties, huh? Yeah, but the, yes, the nineties. It was so great. It was the year nineteen ninety. That's how early it was. Hey, that's no, when I was born. It was ninety. It was like late nineties. Oh, okay, never mind. Uh, can my boyfriend do his Don Pardo? Of course, we can hear your boy. Here's a, you gotta do. You do your Don Pardo. I'm explaining to you, but you can only choose one name, like the host. So, you got one? Okay, I'm going to pass this on, okay? What's here? Yeah, you say it's Saturday. You do the whole thing. Okay, one second. It's Saturday Night Live with your host, Chucky Cheese. Okay, that's good. Keep going. Keep going. Musical guest, Barack Obama on a kazoo. All right, now you're out of here. Barack Obama on a kazoo. Look, I know, I know, I got you to to, to extend past what you're ready for. Chuck E. Cheese is, would be a good host, though. Your host, Chuck E. Cheese, and your host, Chuck E. Cheese, ladies and gentlemen, Chuck E. Cheese. Best show, hi. Hi, Tom. This is Brandon from Queens. Brandon from Queens. What's up, Brandon? Hey, I'd love to do my part for you. Let's hear it. All right. Musical guest, Swans. So the Swans are the musical guest, okay. Keep going. And your host, Werner Herzog. That's very good. What else you got? Uh, can I do a second musical guest? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Keep going. Musical guest, Chuck Mangione. Okay, and your host, do another one. And your host, CC Sabathia. 
It's very funny. This guy's good. Can I do one more? One more. You keep going. All right. Musical guest, Black Randy and the Metro Squad. Okay. Great. Get some Danger House punk on there. <laughs> keep going. And, 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 one, and one more host. Yeah. And your host, a series of cartoons by Robert Smigel. So the, car- night. the cartoons are hosting the show. That's fantastic. You Thank are in you. the lead, my friend. Thank you, sir. What's your name again? Brandon from Queens. Brandon from Queens. You did it. You did it, Brandon. You did it. Hey, Mike, are you going to this Paul Simon thing? He's got this final show coming up. You're not going? You imagine. Where, where, let me get the info on this. This is Paul Simon who can't sing, he can't sing anymore. He couldn't sing in 1970. He's got a final show coming up. I guess it's his big uh, farewell to live performing. Where is it going to be? Because it's in Queens. This guy reminded me. It's at Flushing Meadows Corona Park. On September 22nd. What if it rains? Just pour, like, like pouring rain for its final show. Like, what would they do then? You want to go, Mike? You want me to get you in? This is what I'll say. Anybody who listens to this show... You know we have a point system going on for people who get uh for uh, for the the staff here to get bring different guests to the to the fold. And it's been pretty quiet. It's like a three-way tie for last out there with these guys. It's uh I don't know if it's just basic summertime sleepiness or disinterest in the show in the entirety of the best show or uh, uh, the hatred of me or a combination of all those things. I don't know, but we used to have David Crosby. We got David Crosby. We got the, the flasher from uh, twin peaks or the drunk. It was not a flash. It was a, we played a drunk on twin peaks. They called in Mike. What's that? Mike's trying to get David Lynch to call in. Sure, that'll happen. He seems like one of these weird guys who's like, I go to sleep at 6 p.m. Like, like that's what he would like. Have something that, of course, makes sense for you, you super weirdo. I go to sleep at 6 p.m. I wake up at noon. Like, well, you sleep. <laughs> he sleeps 18 hours. Okay. Sure, you're you're a weird guy. That seems within the bounds of your weirdness. Um, I'll say this to all best show listeners, and I don't mean this. Don't do anything menacing or whatever. But if anybody goes to that final Paul Simon show, and they can play an air horn during it, right? And you just see, you see, yeah. Look, you probably get bounced. But if you get audio of it, 
of you blasting an air horn during this Paul Simon show. The final show. That I would love. So if he's doing his thing, it's Paul Simon. Watching this video from Hollywood Bowl. That's what I want to hear. If you get if you get audio of just I don't maybe look, maybe maybe this is a bad I don't want to ruin people's good time. I'm taking this one off the table. This doesn't seem like fun. Maybe just during the talking parts. Don't ruin this. Like I, I ever wrote is well, that's the song that we're about to play. And uh, the title is Renee and Georgia Magritte. Renee and Georgia Magritte with their dog after the war. Can you imagine that? Oh, I got a snooze. Song stealing snooze. Best show. Hi. Hey, Alex White from White Mystery here. Alex White from White Mystery. I'm being told that we have a <laughs> rock star calling. Wow. How you doing, Tom? I'm good. I'm good. Now you, Alex White, you've been here in this studio with me before. You're, you're the singer and guitarist of this duo that you have with your brother called White Mystery. And it's these, it's these two maniacs. And I don't think that's an insult. Drive that have been in a van together, a brother and sister driving around the country for the last decade. Yep. And now it is 10 years in. Correct. We just played our 1,000th show, and we don't drive a van. We drive a hatchback around the world. (laughs) So it's a hatchback. (laughs) Pontiac vibe of all things. So it's you and your brother, your little brother, Francis. Francis. And you are you just did your one thousandth show. Yep. And you have a new record just came out, right? In, yeah, in a Hellion different form. Blender, our our new record on sand filled vinyl, which is not a joke, sold out. And we're gonna be in New York on Friday and we have Nick Gazin, who's a huge fan of yours. Oh, I know Nick. I know Nick, Nick loves you, yeah, I love and Nick. he's DJing, and we're in Cleveland right now. We're about to play a show at Maple Lane. Where, where in uh, Brooklyn are you playing? We're playing at El Cortez, which is in Bushwick, and we're playing with a hardcore band that everyone's talking about called The Giraffes, and Max Payne and the Groovies, and uh, tomorrow, which is Wednesday, we're playing at Get Hip in Pittsburgh, and all the Get Hip folks say to say hello to Tom. That's nice. Look, I like to get hip people down in uh, Pittsburgh there. Yep. So, so this you're on tour. Mm-hmm. And this is the thing that I love about White Mystery. This is a self-sufficient enterprise. There ain't nobody else involved in this. It's these two. It's a brother and sister. And they they make all their merch. 
They put their records out. They booked their tours. Self-sufficient. It's the American dream at work, Tom. Now, what happens to you? <laughs> You've never sounded more Chicago than you just did right there. Yeah, you know, it's, it's because we were at home for a little while. The Chicago is strong. Uh, you know, daily diet of uh, what we call the, the meaty Tylenol, which is a Chicago-style hot dog. And uh, the last time we talked was in March when we're on our way to South by Southwest. And so many of your best show fans actually came to our shows after they heard us. And they're like, hi, I'm a best show fan and I'm so-and-so. And And it was really cool because we, like, met all these new people just because of the best show and you. good. Well, they're good people and you're good people. I'm just trying to put good people together. They're really, like, hilarious, brilliant people, so no, you attract let's not, let's not birds of it. a feather, Tom. Yeah, well, that's sweet of you to say. And look, <laughs> this Friday, I'm going to try to come to the show on Friday. i got to see what the deal is. I've seen White yeah. Mystery rock out before. Because this is now 10 years in, and you had a 10-year pact with your brother. Yep. That you would not, no one could fall in love. Correct. For 10 years. Which I since have done immediately upon the pact uh, concluding on April 20th. And uh, it's pretty cool being an adult. So on April, you, uh, so this year, April 20th, you reached the 10 year mark with the yeah. band and yep. you fell in love immediately. Immediately. The first chance you had. Yep. The first person I saw, I was like, you, you there. <laughs> That's. You, you, you now, great. now you sound even more Chicago somehow. That was, you just topped yourself. Hey, you there. Oh my God. You there. We're <laughs> you, in love you now. You there. Hey. And you know, the other thing that we did, Tom, since then, part of that pact as well, was that we didn't cut our hair and my brother and I finally got little trims. We got trims this week. We got yes. twin, twin trims. Well, I saw a picture on, on Instagram. It's not exactly like you guys went and, uh, got your head shaved or anything. No, still... we didn't do the Metallica, you know, uh, yeah. pet field shaved sides look. Not quite yet. No, no, you're still, yeah. you, you both are <laughs> flying the flag pretty hard. Yeah, yeah, we got big red curly hair. It's yeah. hard, it's hard to miss us. You just got it tightened up a little bit. Tightened up on the sides. So where do and, people uh, go? Where do people go to see you now, Miss Alex White? Yeah, yeah. So if anyone in Cleveland is listening right now, we're playing Maple Lane. I'm literally, you can probably hear the music in the background as the door opens. I'm in the backyard of this Buzz In bowling alley in Cleveland. Uh, we play in like mm, half hour. So tomorrow, Pittsburgh, get hip. And the following day, which is Thursday, we're playing a DIY show in Philadelphia. Uh, with a uh, bunch of great bands at a place called The Pharmacy. It's all ages. And then Friday at El Cortez, where I'll see you, hopefully. I hope so, too. That's exciting. Yeah. This is And, uh, you know, I, I always love coming on your show, so thanks for having me. We listened to the last one. Oh, man, we were, we, were, we were losing it. Good. And look. It's entertainment. You, well, that's what we're trying to do. We're all trying to do it. Alex, yeah, Miss Alex. And you know, the last time I was there, Tom, you had John Spencer on the show. Oh, John and Christina were here. Dude, that was so cool. Yeah. But you know, was the greatest part of that whole night is they came in and they were kind of low key. And then suddenly, out of nowhere, comes Miss Alex White, totally rock starred out. (laughs) Like you were dressed to the nines and you rolled in and it was like, wait, who's the rock star now? 
Yes. It was Ooh. very exciting. You tell me. Wow. And uh, for all your folks who are listening, too, I wanted to kind of extend an invitation. Oh. I'm really curious about, like, all your fans because, you know, having met them, like, on the road in Kansas City and St. Louis, et cetera, um, I want to hear, like, some best shows fans, like, stand up in bands, and they can tweet them to me at Miss Alex White on Twitter if all people right. are into that kind of thing. If they want me to listen, because we're on the road, we're driving all day, and, you know, I really like hearing the new stuff. So if anyone wants to share it with me, I'd love to hear the what The challenge has been thrown out. You hit, you hit Alex White up as Miss Alex White. And, and really quick, Tom, I want to hand the phone just super quickly to my brother, Francis Scott Key White, okay. because he's a huge fan of yours. All and right, usually it's me, sweetheart. but Fran the man wants to say right, hello. I want to so say hi to Fran also. Hello, Mr. Sharpling. What's hello, up? Radioland. What's up? How's everybody? What's, What's up? up, Francis? What's up? I'm sure you had only nice things to say about me this of time. Of course. Of course. Cool, now, you're a big cool, sister. Now, cool, you're a big cool. sister. How you're, you're, Alex is your big sister, right? And she would shove you around a little bit? Uh, no, never. She was only ever very nice and guiding and respectful towards me. You got me. out of line. She wouldn't make you, uh, she wouldn't make you go pick a switch. Well, what are all these questions? Why are you grilling me? How about, like, hi, how are you? How's your tour? This is a radio. I, I found feeling? that out. I got that from Alex. Like you're not asking me. You're just trying to get dirt immediately. You know, I, I've been drinking at the show, and you think you could just get a bunch of dirt from me, I got Mr. That Sharpling? Stuff. I got that stuff from Alex already. Don't worry. We plugged your dates yeah, already. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, I just wanted to say thank you for right, well, having me on your show. I respect sweetheart. you and what you do I, I respect and everything you, you say and what you mean. And uh, well, you've always been very dude. kind to us, and well, I appreciate course. it. You have a grand evening. Thank you, sir. I'm going to hand you back to Alex real quick. Okay. Bye, everybody. Good Bye. luck. Enjoy the show. Okay. And with that, Tom. All right. You, you tell you tell him to, tell to, to, to not be so crabby. I'll pour some <laughs> hot butter on that crab next time I see him. All right. Oh, my God. You have a crab over here. Okay. okay. Well, see you soon. Any other, any other questions before we No. Go rock. Okay. Thank Bye. you, everybody. One, two, three, forever. Bye. I don't know. That guy's crabby. I love him. I gotta get this stuff here. What do you, what do you think this is? What do you, what do you think? Is it a sewing circle? We take our time here? No. I want the good stuff. Wanna hear about his, his sister making him go pick a switch? In the yard. Yeah, don't bother Paul Simon. I decided now. Don't go to the show with an air horn. That that was that was a bad that was a bad call. Cause thinking that through, just thinking through, if it sounded like if if I was a huge Paul Simon fan and I'm watching him, right? And he's up there playing like one of my favorite songs. And she don't try to hide it. She got diamonds on the soles of her shoes. He's a poor boy. I wouldn't be into that. Empty as a pocket, he's empty as a pocket with nothing to lose. Say to na na, she got. I would not like. I would not like that. I'm pulling that one off the table. Best show. Hi. Hey, this is Mike from Toronto. Mike from Toronto. What do you got for me, buddy? All right. Um. This is Saturday Night Live, starring 
Darius Miles. Darius Miles from, from, the, from the from the Clippers. Darius Miles <laughs> and the Blazers. I'm gonna say this: you're still alive. You're you're doing maybe the worst Don Pardo I've ever heard. You Thank saying you. Darius Miles keeps you alive for two more? Lawrence Funderburk. That keeps you alive for one more past the two. So you got Joel Prisbilla. <laughs> okay, you're still alive. Featuring Hubie Brown. So, Hubie Brown is a featured cast member. The 88-year-old. He's still still trying out. Yeah. Musical guest, Mark Farner. Okay. Mark Farner from, what, Three Dog Night? Uh, He was a Grand Funk Funk Railroad, and now he's uh, an accomplished Christian musician. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And your host, Malcolm Gladwell. Okay. You did very well. I'll say this. You're scrappy. I gotta hire a ring. Your impression is a is is, is the pits, the absolute <laughs> bottom of the barrel. But you wrote the 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 fact that you just listed all these NBA guys. It's isn't it always funny when you watch, like, Hubie Brown, and he's oh he's my favorite guy, and he's always just like, look. The thing you realize, LeBron James is a player that has to have the ball in his hands all the time. And so he's going to come down the floor and he's looking to just distribute. So you got to have, he's got the most, like, like he, just like the way he is like so matter of fact. It's the like great. This announcer for the NBA is a hundred. Just because and, he's old. Yeah. People take him seriously. Just saying the most obvious. Yeah. But he's great. He still is great. He says things. I, I think some of his things are not obvious though. Like he'll just say like the usage right on LeBron. Like it's uh, God. Okay. You're, you're done. Two zero one three three two three four eight four. We're doing the night of a thousand pardos. We're seeing what's up tonight here with you calling up as Don Pardo and doing your impression, and you get one through. Then we'll see what you, you see if you can stay alive. Best show. Hi. Hey Tom. My name is uh, Charlie. I'm in Washington D.C. Charlie in Washington D.C. What's up, Charlie? So, so I got something for the night of a thousand pardos. Let's hear it. And your host. Steve Sharippa. Okay, Steve Sharippa from Sopranos. Musical guest, R. Crumb and his cheap suit serenaders. That's very good. That's the kind of garbage that they would have had on in the 70s, right? I know, it's not that much of a stretch, right? When they had that one loser on, what was that guy's name? Foghorn Leghorn? What's that guy's name? That guy? Leon Redbone. The guy was like, the guy who did the Mr. Belvedere theme. Frank's down your kitchen. so God. I said, the guy, you remember that guy? It's kind of like a Tony Randall, Vivodio Doe. No, Tony, Orla- Tony Randall's album, Vivodio Doe. Him doing songs from the 20s is, has nothing to do with Leon Redbone's thing. Tony Randall's was just like Winchester Cathedral. Thou bringing me down. No, his was more like Alice doesn't live here anymore. She said I'm willing to on the fall. Like he sang in that thing. But that Leon Redbone was always like Vang round the wall. Blah, blah, blah. 
It was no more one, like that uh, Michigan J Frog. No one liked that. No one liked that stuff. Some phony baloney guy walking around. That was like that's like the dirty dirty pot smoker music. Like when I was a kid, I was just like, yeah, it's dirty pot smokers. And I, like I didn't even know what that meant at that point. When I'm seeing this as a child, I'm just like, yeah, that seems like filthy pot smokers. And I had no experience to judge pot smoking in a positive or negative thing, like, or hippies or anything. I knew nothing. I knew Spider-Man. I knew Spider-Man and that that seemed dirty and drug, like, like people doing drugs. This is a six-year-old. Thank you. Thanks, Tom. Best show, hi. Hi, this is Matt Minneapolis. I have a show. Got to get you a little muffly there, Chief. Oh, yeah, sorry. Is that is any better? A little better. All right, what, All do, right, you got? Um, what do you got for me? Oh, sorry, I'm in What do you got for me, Mumbles? Okay, so, here we go. Hey, from New York, it's Saturday Night Live. Musical guest, Sasparilla, the singer gorilla, and your host, Avalanche Bob. Ladies and gentlemen, Avalanche... You're out of here. See, this this is the crime of the whole thing. Guy calls up with some of the best material. Musical guest, Sasparilla, the singing gorilla... First of all, it's weird that he didn't have Avalanche Bob as the musical guest on the show. Musical guest, Avalanche Bob, and your host. Because this guy, Sasparilla the Singing Gorilla, was a radio thing. When Dudio was like a, a, he used to be an old-fashioned DJ. Like a, in West Virginia, he was like a DJ and... Was always like doing these carnival events and like things that are just very strange. And at one point, he did a thing with a gorilla or something. I barely pay it. He talks about it. To be honest, I glaze over whenever he starts talking about it. I think he co hosted with a gorilla once or something. I don't know. Sarsaparilla, the singing gorilla. Best show, hi. With special guest, Sean Clements. Oh, I like that. Keep going. And featuring Gary Shambling. All right, keep going. And your host, America's Mayor, Rudy Giuliani. Very good. What's your name, young man? Kevin. Where are you calling from, Kevin? Kalamazoo. Kevin from Kalamazoo, top notch. Hey, thanks, Tom. Give me one more. And musical guest, Bruce Hornsby in the range. Keep going, keep going. You're hot. <laughs> You're hot. Keep going. Featuring A. Whitney Brown. Keep going. You're good. <laughs> it's like that NBA jam game where the ball would catch on fire. Right now, you're, the, the basketball's on fire. Keep going. And special guest, Bill Lambeer. Keep going. You're going. You got it. <laughs> and Adrian Dantley. All right, now you're out of here. Adrian Dantley. They'll think they throw a basketball player at me. I'm just going to 
swoon. Besho, hi. Hi, Tom. How's it going? It's going well. To whom am I speaking? My name is Brian. I'm calling from Hoboken. Brian from Hoboken. Oh, seven, oh, three, oh. You know it. What do you got for me? From the Mile Square City, we got Brian in Hoboken. <laughs> Just got a quick Don Pardo for you. Let's hear it. It's Saturday Night Live with Susan Faludi. Okay, very good. Keep going. Tony Kukoc. Okay. Marky Post. Very good. Arangsta Sanchez Vicario. Okay. You're hot. Keep going. Norman Schwarzkopf. <laughs> Keep going. Sal Volcano. Okay. You're doing good. Keep going. And Christine Todd Whitman. Give me two more. Musical guest, orchestral maneuvers in the dark. <laughs> and your host, Jack You did it. You represented Hoboken so well, young man. This is what you Thank do. Thank you very much. You go and you reward yourself. You walk down the street. You go right down Washington Street and you go get yourself. Go to, go to that first Blimpies. Is that still there? It's not there anymore. Okay, then forget that. Go to Benny Tudino's. There's this pizza place where the <laughs> slices are as big as your head. Are they good? Not really. But they sh <laughs> you sure get a lot of it. You absolutely do. It's, the thing is, it's like, look at the size of that slice. Yeah, it's $7. All they're doing is slicing a pizza in three. <laughs> they're actually overcharging you because they charged you $7 for a third of a cheese pizza. <laughs> It's 100% true. Yeah, that's why I said it. Am I a liar? Brian, no, you go there, not. you go there, and you get that slice, and you go, you sit down, you go to the garbage can, uh, and you take off the, the auto trader off the top of it, you look at cars that you're not going to buy, and you sit there, you eat the slice, and I'm sure they'll have a plane on the TV, either Fox News or a soccer game. Seems to be at every pizzeria. It's either a soccer game or Fox News playing. How does any yeah. business think that any, this is the thing, I'm not even saying, I'm not even saying like, Ugh, I hate Fox, like I hate Fox News, but I'm saying, I don't want to watch CNBC or CNN, any, any restaurant. Why would you put any political thing on anywhere? I don't want to see that. I want to sit in, in peace from, trying to escape from stuff gotta put the thing on it gotta be a pizzeria i gotta watch uh, uh, G judge genie piero talking is she still judge genie piero i, I, I don't think care. she's still who, a care? Judge. who cares i don't care i don't care about any of them the what's his face the one the, the one guy i don't care about the What's his face? Uh, the the guy with the white hair on C CNN. I don't care about him. I don't care about Judge Jean Piero. I just want to eat my pizza, and I want to read this auto auto trader in peace and look at motorcycles that people are selling in the area that I'm never going to buy <laughs> in a million years. But I forgot my book. I forgot a magazine, and on my phone, 
I don't have any books on my phone right now, so I'm going to read this Auto Trader in peace. Put the soccer game on. Somewhere, these channels pick up some kind of soccer game going on somewhere on the globe, right? There's got to be a sport on someplace. Yeah, put something on. Put some. Put put two broke girls on. I'll watch that. Actually, put put the five. Just shut the TV off for a minute. We can have a convert. Actually, I don't want to talk to the guy at the pizzeria either. Look, I'll go eat the pizza in my car. Okay. Just give it. Give it to me to go. I'll go eat it in the car. You can't fit it in those bags, though. The yeah. pizza's so big. White bag. They put the slice in a white bag. They greet the bag soaked through within 30 seconds. Said, Wait, I was, this was going to be, if I ate, if I got that to, to eat here, that would have been inside me. That, that, the bag, the bag is like a, like a, like a, a chemical, like a, like you put a, a, a caution tape around the bag, like hazmat tape around. It's like a super fun site. This bag. And if I would have eaten this pizza 30 seconds earlier in your place, I would have just digested all of that grease? Thank you. You did yourself proud. You did Hoboken proud tonight. I appreciate it. Tonight, your name goes in the rolls next to Sinatra, the invention of baseball, Frank Sinatra, and you. Am I above the cake boss? You're above cake boss. Uh, And Mike is saying that the Blimpies in Hoboken is still open. But I'm saying it's not the original Blimpies. The first Blimpies ever is in Ho- was in Hoboken. Is it, Mike? They relocated. So technically it's not Blimpy Base 1. It used to say Blimpy Base 1 outside. So, thank you. Frank down the kitchen, never bother no more. When you drop cake dinner... Around the face of the floor. That's what I want. What that guy's doing. Sign him. What? Really? Who? That, the mushmouth over there? Sign him? One of the most exciting moments of my life was I was about to go pitch something at a network. And I'm in the waiting room. And I look across. No joke. I say to myself, holy bleep. That's that's Bryce Bleepin Beckingham, I think his name was. Is that his name? The kid from Mr. Belvedere, Wesley, was in that waiting room with me. That's Bryce, I've said to myself, that's Bryce Bleepin Beckham. The kid who Mr. Belvedere was always like, Wesley... He'd be like, hey, Mr. Belvedere, make me a sandwich. Wesley, I'm not making you a sandwich. You make it. Well, I don't know if that's exactly what the dynamic was. 
But he, um, I spotted that kid in the in the thing. I was never so excited in all my life. I hope he sold his show. Whatever you were pitching, Bryce Bleep and Beckham, I hope you sold it. I certainly didn't sell mine. That's why I'm here. First thing I sell, man, I throw this equipment right in the street. That's when you'll know I sold the show. When I drag this equipment in the street, cars are driving over it. Best show, hi. Hello. Hello, hi. Hey, got a Don Pardo for you. What's your name now? Uh, this is Patrick. Patrick, where are you calling from? Calling from South Carolina. South Carolina, let's hear it. Uh, musical guest, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Okay, keep going. And a cartoon by Harmony Corrine. Okay, very good. Keep going. Featuring the Trachtenberg Family Slideshow Players. <laughs> Go. With Bruce Valanche. All right. Marina Abramovich. All right. And your host, the Sonic Guys. The song. That would be, that would be a great episode. Who is the musical guest? Uh, well, King Gizzard. So first. it would be, so it would be an episode of SNL where the Sonic guys are on stage and at one point the Sonic guys go, we got a great show for you tonight. King Gizzard and the, and the Lizard Wizard. What is it again? King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Yeah, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard are here. We'll be right back. The first, a cartoon by Harmony Kareem. Yeah. Well, I'm not showing a cartoon that early in the show. What are you, crazy? <laughs> remember when, when Donald Trump first hosted SNL? Do you remember the musical guest? He said, we've got a great show for you tonight. Toots and the Maytals are here. Oh, no. Yes, he literally said that. Wow. Bye. Best show. Hi. Hey, Tom. Hey. This is Jacob in Philadelphia. Jacob in Philadelphia. Do I know this, Jacob? Yeah, you've been on my podcast, and we met at a Destroyer ah, show. Yes, this is a good guy. This is a good guy, Mike. Good guy. And let me just say the phone number, 201-332-3484, as we are moving into hour three of our night of a thousand pardos, and you call up, you do your Don Pardo impression, and we see how hot you can get. What do you got for me, Jake? Before I do it, can I tell you what movie I saw today? Can I guess? Did you see it in the Please. theater? Yes. Was it Uncle Drew? No, I, I did see that, though, and I liked it a lot. Did you see Mission Impossible Fallout? No, I can't wait to see it, though. Did you see... I watched all five Mission Impossible movies this week. <laughs> They're all so good, right? Yeah, all, except for the second. The second one's okay. Second one is... Anything that's not great about the second one is canceled out by the by the fact that it made... It, 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 it kind of... It, it was a formative thing for the creation of Decker. So a lot of <laughs> Decker seems to be based on the second Mission Impossible movie. Yeah, yeah, just dumb 90s action. 
Rank the move. Uh, this is what I'm going to say to you right now. Give me the order, best to worst. I'm going to write mine down now, and then we'll okay. see if we'll see if they overlap. Hold on, let me okay. see mine. Right. I've been thinking about this all month. Yeah, I've been rewatching them. I think five is my favorite. Wait, 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 <laughs> you figure them out. I'm writing mine oh, okay. down okay. now. Okay, I got mine. We'll go at the same time. Okay, five, five. Then we go to what comes next? Four. Four. Then what comes next? One. Three. One. Okay. okay, you're just counting down. You were just going counting. Down. I go five, four, one, three, two. I go five, four, three, one, two. Yeah. All right. But four is really good. Four they're they're all really good. They're really good, and they're really stupid too. They're really yes. stupid. So if anybody's just like, those are dumb, it's like, yeah, no, nobody's saying they're not dumb. They're just the just absolute best-made action movies you could have. Agreed. Except for John Wick, but a different Except kind for, of action yeah, but movie. Look, when they get to, we'll see how the third one is on that, and then maybe they, then they, we'll, we'll see. Like that's the fun part about this. It's the reason <laughs> to stay alive is for things like this. So, what movie did you see today? Let me think. Hereditary. No, but loved it. I'm scared to see that. It's really good. It was a fun saw... movie to see in the theater. Sorry for bothering you. Nope. Also liked it a lot. Can't wait to see it. You saw Deadpool 2. <laughs> no, didn't like that so much. A guy behind me talked the whole time. Well, that's not Deadpool's fault. Oh, no, okay, what, then what else did you see? I, I saw Mamma Mia today. I loved it. Oh, that's right. You saw Mamma Mia. Here we go again. Great. Better than the first one. I love Abba. I don't know what, what there's not to like about it. I got to see this Mamma Mia too. You saw it? Yeah, it was great. I have movie pass. I love going to the movie. Dudio, Dudio saw it. Dudio saw it. You liked it? You liked it better than Dudio agrees with you? You liked it better than the first one? Well, I'm going to go see it. So, let's hear your Don Parda. Okay, okay. After all that, it's not going to be good. Musical guest, Daniel Day-Lewis, with your host, the Dixie Chicks. All right, you're out of here. Look, good guy. Agree with him on everything. This Don Pardo is lacking. Best show, hi. Hey, what's up, Tom? Not a whole lot. To whom am I speaking? This is Bobby from New Jersey. Bobby from New Jersey. Where are you calling from, Bobby? I'm in Rutherford. Rutherford, out there by the old, uh, the old, uh, the, the racetrack. And then the. Not too far. It's down the street. Not too far. Then you got the. You know what's crazy is that that arena, what used to be the Brendan Byrne Arena, now is just a place where people rehearse for things. Did you know that? I didn't. That was the, I saw my first concert there, actually. And who was your first concert? Uh, Bruce Springsteen, of course. Yes. Because people now go and they rehearse their tours there, like they can get all the the effects and all that stuff and kind of get the mechanics worked out there. I think it was voted like the ugliest arena in sports before the Nets moved. It's not a great arena. 
It was super, no. super huge and very hollow, and yeah, dark. Yes. So what? Uh, what do you got for me, Chief? Musical uh, guest JD and the Straight Shot. Okay. And your host James Dolan. So in your your thing, and first of all, your your Don Pardo is the worst we've had tonight. I'm going to say. <laughs> But I want to say this. In your demented fantasy, Don, James Dolan, owner of the Knicks, is doing double duty on SNL. The double rare, duty. rare uh, double duty. Calling in Childish Gambino's footsteps? Yes, and Justin Timberlake, Childish Gambino. Who else has, who else has had that honor? Uh, Chris, uh, 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 Garth Brooks did it. With Chris Gaines. Musical guest Chris Gaines. <laughs> and your host, Garth Brooks. <laughs> and then. Garth Brooks had like that classic sketch with Will Ferrell where he was the devil. Yes. That was a good one, right? That was funny when he was on. And then who was also the. Uh, did Ariana Grande do the same thing? Did she, Did she do, do that, or did she just pop up in a bunch of sketches? I think she might have done double duty. It's great to see she's getting married to uh, Pete uh, Home, no, Pete uh, Davidson. Yep, uh, seems like he's seems very healthy. He's, he's ready to he's ready to make us laugh. This uh, he seems like he's really got <laughs> he's really dedicated to comedy right now, and I, yeah, I think he quit social media for the tenth time today. He's hey, well. That's I can't. I'm about to quit for the ninth time, so I <laughs> I can't judge him too harshly. But no, look, he's he's he, look whatever. Just try, just be, just be funny, would you? Would you just focus on come up with a couple new characters, would you? That's all. You're and you're you're breathing a little too heavy. Get off my phone. I feel like I'm. Uh, I feel like it's uh, 2001, and I'm. Uh, Going through the capsule here with Hal, uh, Dave, please. I should have got that guy to call back up and breathe like that. I could have talked like Hal. Don't do this, Dave. Please. Besho, hi. Hi. Hi, Tom. Hi. To whom am I speaking? This is Adam in Toronto. Adam in Toronto. Do I know this, Adam? Uh, no. I've called only once before. Mm, okay. Well... I know you now. What's up, Adam? I got Pardo for you. Let's hear it. <clears throat> it's Saturday Night Live featuring Brendan Fraser. Okay, so he's in the cast now. Of course. Okay, keep going. Okay. Sharon Osbourne. Okay, another cast member? Yeah. Okay, keep going. John Lithgow. Keep going. An animation by Hanna-Barbera. So, they've fallen on hard times and are providing <laughs> cartoons for Saturday Night Live. Now, keep going. Okay. Um, a dance competition featuring Bob Barker and Louis Anderson. Okay. I'd like to see that. Who's the musical guest? Musical guest. Bruce Willis. Okay, and? 
and your host, Paul Hogan. This is a pretty good episode. Paul Hogan, Bruce Willis, musical guest, John Lithgow and Sharon Osborne are in the cast. Hanna-Barbera providing a new cartoon. There's a dance competition portion of SNL now, which is a new, a new segment. I don't remember seeing that, but I thought it might, I don't know. Okay. Help. My friend, you did it. Thank you. Play some music. Did the pizza show up? Did you vultures eat all of it? I'll play some music by Car Seat Headrest. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. The number 201-332-3484 here on The Best Show. What was that? Car seat had rest. Fill in the blank from the album from... Uh, couple years ago, Teens in Denial, Teens of Denial on Matador Records, and Matador is always nice to the show, and we love Matador, and yeah, we're in the final 45 minutes of the uh, Night of a Thousand Pardos, where people are calling up, doing their Jimmy part, no, they're Don... Look, you want to do a Jimmy Pardo impression? I don't care. Ha ha! Call up. 201-332-3484. I've had a couple hot streaks tonight with this.
Best show. Hi. Live from New York, it's Saturday night with your host, Don Pardo. Oh, you're the host of your own show. Yes. Keep going. They gave me the gig. Keep After going. 40 years. All right, I'm waiting. Let's hear more. Nothing? Okay. Fair enough. You're the host. You don't you don't got to bring much more to the table than that. Best show, hi. Hey there, Caroline in Brooklyn calling. I've got one for the topic. Oh, let's hear it. How are you tonight, by the way? I'm great. How are you? I'm well. Yeah, how have the partos been? I was on the bus, so I couldn't tune in. They've been really good. It's been a fun show. Shucks, it sounds like I've got some pretty stiff competition. Wow, look, it's not a competition. It's just a fun thing we're doing. We're having a good, good old-fashioned time the way they used to do uh, back in the old days of radio where it would be uh, the show would be sponsored by Bisquick or something like that. and then you'd Chesterfield have... Cigarettes. Exactly. It, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're in one of the, that's kind of where we're at right now. All right. I'm feeling it. I love those shows. So let's hear what you got, Carolyn. Okay. <clears throat> Pardon me. And featuring Tony Booba. Who? Tony Booba. Who's Tony Booba? I picked him for two reasons. One, he's got a great name that sounds good in a part of voice. And uh, two, he used to work with George Romero. He's a Pennsylvania, you know, <laughs> small-time filmmaker. Okay. Tony Booba is the musical guest? Uh, he's a featured player. Featured player. Yeah. Give me one he's more. He's on camera. One more? Yeah. Musical guest, the Isley Brothers. Carolyn, very good. Thanks, Tom. You have a great night. You too. Thanks. Best show, hi. Hey, I just have a pardo for you. What's your name now? Uh, this is Mark from Boston. Mark from Boston. What's up tonight, Mark? Not much. Uh, just listening to hundreds of pardos. Yeah. Thousands. Well, let's hear what you got, Chief. Featuring Kevin Corrigan. Okay, Kevin Corrigan. I like that. Kevin Corrigan's in the cast. Musical guest, Richard Hell and the Voidoids. Okay. With your host, Peter Dinklage. All right. That's a good episode. Peter Dinklage, Richard Hell, and, apparently, and Kevin Corrigan's in the cast. Very good. You have a great night, buddy. Best show, hi. Hey, uh, this is Daniel in Brooklyn. Daniel in Brooklyn. What neighborhood are you in, Daniel? I'm in Williamsburg. All right. Let's see what you got, buddy. All right. Featuring LT. Lawrence Taylor? Yes. Okay, so, so New York Giant legend L Lawrence Taylor is in the cast of the yeah, show. He's a performer. Okay. He's he's a featured player. Keep mm -hmm. going. Federico Castelluccio. Who's that now? 
Furio from The Sopranos. Okay. So Furio and LT. This is the one this is one of those transition years for SNL. Yeah. Clearly. But keep going. Carol Spinney. Carol Spinney from the Monty Python sketches. Oh no, Carol Spinney is no. is, uh, is is Big Bird. Big Bird. That's right. I'm thinking of Carol Cleveland. Keep going. Musical guest, Anthony Kiedis and the East Street Band. <laughs> that that begs 500 questions when you find out that Anthony Kiedis is fronting the East Street Band right now. Then there are questions like, did Bruce Springsteen fire the East Street Band? Is Bruce Springsteen still alive? Why is Anthony Kiedis solo now? What happened yeah. to the other Red Hot Chili Peppers? Are the East Street Band cool with this, or is this a temporary thing? Are the, It's like, that is... You just you just created the biggest question mark imaginable that suddenly you'd be like, "What's going? On? Why? 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 Why is Anthony Kiedis fronting the? Oh my God! Keep going. And your host, Ernie Anastas. Local newsman, Ernie Anastas. You. Well, what's your name again? Daniel. Daniel, where are you calling from? Brooklyn. Uh, oh, that's right. Daniel, you just stole my heart away, Daniel. <laughs> you just captured my heart. Very funny, young man. Mike. Mike. That was great. That was unbelievable. Do you believe that, Mike? You like that? E Street Band. He's with the Bruce Springsteen's gone. And now who knows why? I don't know. That was great. That that charmed me to no end. I don't know what to say to that. I loved it. That made my night. Damn. Anthony Kiedis and the E Street Band. Who would have thunk it? Right? That's weird. But you know, Stranger Things have happened. Wait, is that why that show is called Stranger Things?
Whip Talk. Zachary here. I told you the story of what happened to me last time with my whip. It's not a pleasant story. Let's just say the matter was taken into my hands and the hands of my whip. And let's just say my neighborhood is a lot quieter than it was. And that the neighborhood children are a lot safer now. Here. You're on Whip Talk. Tonight's topic. Your final whip. The last whip you'll ever need. What do you need in a final whip? So much of whip selection comes down to the purpose of the whip. A whip handler should avoid moves like a forward crack. Because there's a long setup involved in a forward crack. And you telegraph your intentions to your opponent. Unless you're a master whipsman. And when I say whipsman, that is not a gender specific label. Anyone can become a whip master. Anyone. This is not something determined by gender, or race, or creed, or nationality. It comes down to grit, and determination, and steely-eyed coldness. That is all it takes to become a whipmaster. Anyone has it. I tend to think if you have the whip gene... That means when that whip is in your hand and your foe stands across from you, would you be willing to swing that whip, to crack that whip, to take your opponent out with the whip? Would you be willing? That is what makes a whip master. If anyone tries to tell you that whips are for men or for women or for anyone. They're lying to you. The only person a whip is meant for is a whipmaster. I see these other people holding whips, using whips, and it sickens me. They use them for comedic purposes. Whips, this is not Raiders of the Lost Ark, where you're swinging a whip around like a cartoon character trying to impress people. You're not snapping a cigarette out of someone's mouth. That is not what you do with a whip. Although I could do that and have done that. It is not what I do with a whip. And it definitely should not be what you do with a whip. For I I know the power of a whip. I've been on the wrong side of a whip. I felt the sting of a whip as I stunned my foe, and I felt the sting of a whip 
as I was stung by my foe. A whip is not a toy. A whip is not a laughing matter. If you choose a whip as your means of defense or offense, primarily both, when push comes to shove, the whip is a means for the whipper to whip. For the whipped to get whipped. That is how whips work. You either are the one with the whip or you're the one getting the whip. If you're fighting someone with a knife and you are brandishing a whip, you can prevent them from moving inside what I call the danger zone by matching them, taking their own strength away from them. They have a knife, you have a whip, then take out a knife as well. Now you have a whip and a knife. Now there's no such thing as a danger zone. And as you know that whip and knife techniques have long been a part of Filipino martial arts, such as Kali. One form of whip traditionally used is the buntot paji, or the tail of a stingray. The poison was left in the sting, making this a particularly vicious weapon. These are the roots of the whip, the history of the whip. You should respect that history. You should respect the whip. Because if a whip master holds a whip, you will learn to respect the whip. We are talking about your final whip. Some people want to know about a snake whip. I find a snake whip to be relatively unreliable. In terms of self-defense, that's its best use because, as you know, it has two metal rings at the handle end, which allow for the whip to be fastened around your waist and used as a belt. Keep in mind, unless you're willing to put in the time and learn how to become one with the whip, you're better off leaving the whip behind and utilizing a more practical form of self-defense such as pepper spray or a blackjack. Because if you don't know the whip, the whip will not save you when it's time to whip. 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 Albert. My brother-in-law, Albert. 
We had a disagreement. He entered my whip chamber un uninvited. He startled me. I was in the middle of cleaning my whips. And I lashed out. Albert was met by the sting of one of my whips. And he is mad at me. I would apologize to you, Albert, for one thing and one thing only. I could have chosen to not whip you across the face instead of whipping you in a more debilitating place such as the crotch or the chin. But I lashed you across the face because you startled me and I wanted to send a message. Albert, understand one thing. I apologize for where I whipped you, but I will never apologize for whipping you because you entered my whip chamber. And he who was not invited into my whip chamber will surely find himself whipped. Please. When you're practicing whipping, especially when you're considering your final whip, it is important to consider your foe will most likely be holding a knife. Firearms are far less common in close combat. You can remove a knife from a hand with a whip. But it is not the low percent. It is not a high percentage move. It is a low percentage move. In that case, the whip still can be your friend. The butt end of the whip makes a perfectly effective club. And if you've learned any moves like from jujitsu or karate, you can combine those techniques and consider the whip handle to be no different than a nunchuck. Sure, you do not have the crack of the whip, which is effective in terms of sending a message that you mean business. The crack of a whip can most definitely control a group. They don't hear you. You crack the whip. Suddenly, everyone knows you are there. So when selecting your final whip, please keep in mind what Gail Nemeth from Queensland, Australia has always promoted. The renowned whip maker. When it comes to contact whip fighting, the contestants in Australia, which is a rough continent, a very whip 
whip-friendly continent. And by whip-friendly, I mean friendly to the whip-master, unfriendly to the whipped. Consider a full-length duster. Limiting the area where a whip can register maximum content contact and sting. Trust me, you will regret being on the wrong end of a whip. Especially one brandished by a whipmaster. Albert, if I ever catch you in my whip chamber again, I will not hesitate. Swing my whip and crack my whip across your throat. And you will most definitely shuffle off this mortal coil by the hand of my whip. I should mention that today's episode of Whip Talk is sponsored by Audible. Over 100,000 titles. Available, including a new sync start, which can translate your Kindle. about you returning for a third film in the series? And if you do, will you be cutting Tom Sharpling from that movie too? (laughs) (laughs) Well, um... (laughs) Alhambra Police. Okay, and your name, sir? D'Souza. Adriano. Alhambra. Okay, and your boss's name? D'Souza. It's, uh, Phil Spector. Alhambra. I'm sorry? D'Souza. Phil Spector. Alhambra. Seal? D'Souza. Spector. Alhambra. Seal Inspector? D'Souza. Yeah. Phil Spector. Alhambra. That's his name? D'Souza. Yes. Alhambra. S-E-A-L? D'Souza. P-H- I-L. Alhambra. C-H. D'Souza. Spectre. Alhambra. I-L. Is he Asian or white or... D'Souza. Sorry? Alhambra. Is he male, white, or Asian? Is he an Asian person, a Hispanic person, or a white person? D'Souza. No, it's a white person. Alhambra. And his name is Chill? C-H-I-L? D'Souza. Yeah, P-H-I-L, Alhambra. Oh, Phil. D'Souza, Phil, yeah, Alhambra. Phil Spector? Okay. 
musical guest, Robert Fripp. Musical guest, Robert. Ah, I can't do it. That's not working. All right, let's go back. Best show, hi. Hello. Hello, hi. Hi, I, I have a, a Don Pardo impression. Let's hear it. Soaring pig champion. Okay, pig champion from from Poison Idea is now what in the cast? Yeah, that's that's starring. Okay, go ahead. Featuring BB Rebozo. Okay, BB Rebozo, the secret Nixon secretary. Watergate, right? That's the one. Okay, keep going. And Featuring Brian O'Halloran. From Clerks. Musical guest, Dag Nasty. Okay, Dag Nasty. And your host, Blackula. All right, very good. Very excited that uh, Pig Champion is in the cast on SNL. Best show, hi. Hey, Tom, this is Brad from Portland. Brad from Portland. What's up, Brad? Uh, just having a wonderful hot night here in Portland, Oregon. Hot night in Portland, huh? Oh, yeah. But I guess what I got for you, I got some good guests and musical guests. Just go. Just go, Brad. It's My... all yours. All right. Tonight's musical guest, Juicy J, 8-Ball, and MJG, with host Steve-O. So Steve-O is hosting. All right. I like yeah, it. with, uh, you know, members of 3-6 Mafia, because I always figured that it's funny that Don Pardo had no idea about the music he was announcing. Mm-hmm. Yes, no, he, he would get stuff wrong a fair amount of the time. And it was just funny to me that some, God rest his soul, older gentleman was uh, announcing music and guests that he probably had no interaction with or how to, you know, he was probably looking at the script just wondering oh, yeah, what course. he was even saying at some yeah. point. What do you think when he's looking at the thing and suddenly he's got to go, musical guest, the Baja Men? <laughs> what do you think? Think he was cranking Who Let the Dogs Out all week? <laughs> No. No, you That's right. the funniest part to me is all those guests like and he was saying like MIA Yeah. I'm yeah, like he has a copy of a uh, ruler. Yes, he was sitting there yes, he Yes, he's sitting there staring <laughs> at his he's flipping through his vinyl. <laughs> exactly. Alright, Brad. Bang. Best show. Hey Tom, how are you? I'm good. To whom am I speaking? This is Zach, the Z-Man. Oh, Z-Man, I love this. Yeah, I just wanted to get in on the part of fun. Yeah, now this, for people who don't know, let me just explain. We've, we've got some regulars who call this show. In, in this way, the show's like Cheers, where there's just the, 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 the regulars who sidle up to the, the, the bar and, and the, you can kind of, can you recognize, you know their face and you like seeing them and you, 
yeah, you, you're you're uh, you're excited to have him there, like an old friend. And uh, that's who this guy is. He's an old friend, not to me, but uh, to others, <laughs> from what I hear. No, of course, to me. Z man, he's got a puppet named uh, Wa- Wally Wacky Man, who is a puppet that uh, he found and lent a voice to and uh, is uh, he runs around with this puppet and they prank people like he knocks on car windows <laughs> and then the puppet by him and his friend um, film this and he'll do like these pranks where You'll be like sitting in traffic at like a red light in New York, and then suddenly he crawls next to your car, and the <laughs> friend goes to the other side of the car through passenger side, films it, and then he like bangs on your window really hard, and you turn, you're like, oh, and then the puppet jumps up and just screams. Which is not exactly what I thought Wally Wacky Man, I guess it's maybe the best use of him. Yeah, we're taking a page out of uh, Connor O'Malley playbook. <laughs> I never thought I'd hear Wally Wacky Man and Connor O'Malley mentioned in the same <laughs> the same breath, but here we go. The Connor O'Malley, he's uh, that guy's crazy as a bleep house rat. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I've seen crazy as a bleep house rat, but I love him. I love him. He's gonna. He'll be in here soon. Cool. He'll be in here soon. So, so Z Man, let's get back to the matter at hand. Do you have a a Don Pardo impression to do? Yeah. No. It sounds like are we supposed to be pitching like a whole lineup? You do whatever you want. You do whatever comes natural to you. Okay. There's no right or wrong with this. Okay. Musical guest, who must thank? Okay. That's all I got. That's I all you got. That would be a fun one to say. What if this was the episode of SNL? What if you're home watching SNL of the year? Like, live from New York, it's Saturday night, right? Suddenly it's like, the music kicks in and you hear, it's Saturday night live. Feature, it like, with... The not ready, do they still say that? Not ready for, pro- right? <laughs> I don't think they've said that in a long time. Yeah, it's been about 40 years since it's said. But suddenly then they just go, they go, if somebody, they go, and they just, they just name Muppets then. What would you do? Well, I mean, they were on the original cast. No, but this, not, not those trash Muppets. Nobody liked those <laughs> seven foot Muppets. Nobody liked the seven foot Muppets. Yeah, we, we've we've discussed this before. So it's not them. So I'm just saying it's not them. But they go, Kermit the Frog, right? Miss mm-hmm. Piggy, Beaker, <laughs> right? The Swedish Chef. Does he have a name, or is that his name? No, that's his name. And then what if they go, and then musical guest, Dr. Teeth. 
and your host. Right? Who'd be the host? Who'd be a good host for this Muppet uh, Muppet thing? Right? Tom Green. <laughs> right? Would you watch that episode? Uh, yeah, I probably would check it out. Now, where some guy called and said Carol Spinney earlier. Oh, yeah? As, uh, as, as somebody in the cast of SNL. He suggested Carol Spinney would be in the cast. But I said yeah, to him, this, I don't guy, know about this, this, point. Guy, this guy's getting up there. Yeah, I don't think he's really much even in the cast of Sesame Street these days. Yeah, I saw I saw him do big, I was, saw an episode and Big Bird was sitting there, right? Mm-hmm. And was just kind of sitting there. Like, it was just sitting like, it kind of was, it was kind of just like waving like his arms around a little bit. But the head was kind of slumped, and it would slump back a lot. Like, like whoa. <laughs> like, this costume's a little too heavy for this guy. Mm-hmm. And now, it's just answer. this is something I've heard, and this is a horrible thing. This is the dark side of this puppet world. Okay. When these guys get up there in age, is it true that's, that that some have have passed away in the costumes and that they can't find them? <laughs> Oh God! Not that I've heard. I've heard. I heard that with Snuffleupagus. Was his name Snufflelump again? What <laughs> is Snufflelumpagus. 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 What is it? Help yeah, me. We'll go with no, that. I'm not. I'm not teasing this time. Snufflelumpagus. No, what is it? Snufflelumpagus. Snufflelumpagus. With Snufflelumpagus. There was that took four four people right to operate. I heard that what they forgot one of the guys was in there because he had a uh kind of a you know he liked to he liked to kind of hot box himself within the Snumpalumpigan costume. <laughs> so he would go in there, smoke 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 himself out, <laughs> and then that he he died in there. But since there's like a hundred of those costumes, they forgot which one he was in, <laughs> and they they just they even stopped looking past the first fifty because nobody wants to find him at this point. Maybe that's uh, maybe that's a uh, obscure tale of Muppet lore that I wasn't aware of. Yeah, well, you should look into that because that's the whole story. With that's why you don't see Snumpalumpagan. On the show as much anymore. Okay, I'll I'll uh, I'll check uh, Muppet Wiki and the fan community. Because they because they don't want to find the the corpse of the one guy who was hotboxing himself inside the costume. Of course. And again, I can say I can't say this enough. I am sorry to you. I want to apologize to you. <laughs> I thought we got over that. No, 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 we didn't. No, I want to make sure everybody hears this. This is what I want. I just make sure everybody hears it. I blew it with you. I blew it. Oh, I wouldn't say that. No, 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 no. Don't, don't, don't be a hero. Now, don't, don't, don't try to be a, a, a tough guy. You were smeared on this show. Your reputation was smeared. Your character was smeared. Your judgment, all of that, was smeared. 
when I falsely inferred that you went to take your toddler to go see a screening of the Warriors, which is not true. It was not true at all. No. Not true at all. I apologize. I was I was given some faulty recon on that. I I can't I I fired or I will fire whoever did it. I did not fire anyone yet. We an investigation is underway to figure out who told me that this happened. And okay. I'm saying this, when I figure out who this person is, God help me when I get my hands on them. God help me. Because they're going down for the okay. for the for smearing, and uh, until the investigation is concluded, I am suspending all best show activity. Oh no! In, in the name of you, Zemo. <laughs> oh boy! The show is sta- the show for all intents and purposes does not exist anymore. It is over until I find out the perpetrator of this lie. Wait, I'm getting a... Mike just handed me a piece of paper. Mike has admitted that it was him that spread oh, this fault. No. Mike, you're fired. You're fired, Mike. You're out of here. Wait, Mike's handing me another piece of paper. He said it wasn't him. Okay. Mike, I want to apologize to you as well for the faulty data I was given. Wait, did he? It wasn't we just handed me another piece of paper. It says I didn't write what was on that first piece. He said some guy handed it to him. So if I, if I got to find out who that guy is. Now, you are, I know you're fired up. You're fired up about superhero movies. That's something, that's your. That's one of your passions, right? Yeah, yeah I like that stuff. I like the comics, I like the movies. When you saw the trailer, you must have seen the trailer for this Aquaman movie, right? Yes. Yeah. I heard you can already get your money back. <laughs> like you can already get, you can already get refunds. It doesn't come out till December, but they're already giving like refunds for people who thought it sucked. <laughs> I, 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 I I never saw a movie more um more more CGI in, in my life. I've seen screens. I've seen screensavers with less CGI <laughs> than that movie. Nobody wants to see that. I mean, I honestly thought it was a step up from some of the stuff DC put out. Yeah, but what's that? What's that mean? <laughs> How much that mean? That so, so you'll you'll eat a, you'll eat a hamburger that's uh, yeah the hamburger that they gave before had. had had mold and flies on it. This one just has mold on it. <laughs> You're pretty so it's much. A, right. so it's a step up, right? Yep. Did you see the Shazam one? Yeah, that, that looks like it's for children. I, that's not for me. Hmm. I mean, it's like it's like big. It's like big with a cape. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And and big big is a movie. Big's not for me. That that was not for me at the time. It was a sick movie. You couldn't make that movie now. Yeah, I've, I've read things sick. where they kind of break down. Yeah, it's sick. The ending and how how there's some disturbing stuff if you really think about 
Yeah, I mean, you take, you, you, it doesn't take that much thought to realize that the, the child inside uh, the adult body's uh, 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 hooking up with the adult lady. Yeah. Some sick business going on there. These Hollywood sickos, Z-Man. Mm-hmm. You're one of them. Look, you're one of you and your Muppet buddies are are all sick. <laughs> you're one sicker than the next. I don't know if I love myself in that crowd, at least not yet, but there's time. There's Carol Spinney and then the David Prowse, that guy. You're all sick. You <laughs> This David Prowse, is he he's still not running around in the Darth Vader costume, right? I, I don't believe so. Right? So as far as I know, he still autographs as David Prowse is Darth Vader. Because, that, yeah, that's a, that's a lightsaber fight I wouldn't mind taking. I'll take my chances <laughs> in that lightsaber fight. Right? Just wait for him to have to lean against the railing. <laughs> He'll be like, Luke. I Hold on a second, Luke. Oh, boy. Hold on. <laughs> Right? Let me just catch my breath, Luke. Luke. Like, he'll really be breathing. Like, the breathing will change. He'll be like... Suddenly be like... Like, real slow. Neither the inhaler starts sounding like the real dog, But look, these movies all suck. You know they suck. I know they suck. They rope you in when you're a kid, and you kind of can't get... You kind of can't get free of it a little bit, because it's got some weird hold on you. But every other party you knows this is terrible. Mm. Right? I guess so. You don't like these Star Wars. Did you like, uh, I look, did you see Solo? I did. I enjoy, look, I enjoyed Solo. You know why? Because it didn't have any of the force in it. Didn't have any mm. of that boring stuff. Mm. Right? Yeah, I thought it was fun. You know, I know people were kind of putting it down and, and it didn't do, like, you know, as big as a Star Wars movie typically does. But for what it was worth, you know, it was like, okay. Look, now they, now the Star Wars can say this thing. They'd be like, oh, there's an underrated Star Wars movie. Like, now they have everything. They have the underrated Star Wars movie. Right. That, that ten years from now, they'd just be like, did you know that when this one came out, it didn't, it didn't make as much money as the others? Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. Who's the worst fan? Who's the worst kind of fan? Who's the worst kind of fan? Star Wars um, fans? The one that you can't uh, satisfy ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who would it be? Muppet fans? I think Muppet fans. I think Muppet fans are the opposite. I think Muppet fans will. Muppet fans, it'll take anything. Yeah, basically, at this right? point, we're kind of starving for content. Yeah, at this point, you, you do give a plate full of slop as long as it's felt colored, right? As long as it's like it's like uh, the the gruel on top of a thing of purple felt, people will eat it up. Not to say purple like Wally Wacky Man. I, it's not him. <laughs> I was gonna say no. He's fine. He's, he's Muppet fans will take any abuse, and they'll say thank yeah. you. Yeah, basically. But then, but who's the worst? Who? Which fans are the biggest ingrates? I mean, right now, I'd, I'd say a, a, a portion of the Star Wars fandom, not all of them, because I think some people are, 
you know, good fans. Mm-hmm. But then the bad ones are the real. They're the worst. Yeah, they really they really showed everybody. It was really really uh, real uh, real real impressive stand that now there'll be less Star Wars movies because mm-hmm. of because of the brave fight that these heroes uh, <laughs> demonstrated. That they get less of the thing they love because because they, they all angry because a woman is in charge. Because they took a stand, they took a stand, and they all they always blame. Oh, it's Catherine, whatever. Look, look, all these movies are terrible. They're all guilty. Anybody who throws their name on one of those things is guilty of making garbage, right? The only two good characters in the whole thing. I figured it out. The only two I like. You know, maybe not the only two good. The only ones I like are two D two and Chewbacca. Mm-hmm. What do they both have in common? They don't talk. They don't talk. Yeah. <laughs> one beeps and one grunts. My favorite was always Max Rebo. Man, who's that now? The blue elephant looking dude at Jabba's Palace. Ugh. Come on. Man, when I was a kid, you know, I, I grew up with, uh, you know, Return of the Jedi yeah, so and, you uh, and the toys. Play? Yeah. So you root for the keyboard player. <laughs> I, I, I like elephants a lot. My favorite animal. What about the dude? What about the dude who was with uh, 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 Lando? That guy. Lobot. Yeah, Lobot. What about? No, not Lobot. The guy no, piloting. Lando. The guy piloting the thing at the end when they're flying. Oh, no, I know. I'm actually friends with the guy who. Uh, who You're friends him. with him. You know yeah. him. Yeah, he actually works with the Muppets too. Wait, the guy from Star Wars who helped blow up the eighth Death Star. Right, the co-pilot in the second. Yes. Um, so after yeah. he like served in the Space Army, he went and worked with the Muppets? Well, he's, he's had a long and varied career doing all, all sorts of uh, stuff well, on those very... type of movies. So he worked. So what's his name now? His name is Mike Quinn. He's a great guy. He helped get me backstage at the Hollywood That's Bowl. That's not the name Muppet of the character. That's show. not the name of the guy. Oh, Mike Quinn is the, the real human. The, the the character is Nine Numb. Nine Numb. So they both, Mike Quinn and Nine Numb, both do Muppets now? <laughs> Mike, Mike Quinn is the performer of Nine Numb. I'm confused. Get off my phone. Enough of that. Best show, enough of the Abbott and Costello routine. Hey, hi Tom. Hi, this is uh, Stephen from Steve, West Virginia. Stephen, what's How you up? Doing? Final, final call. What's up, Stephen? Wow, uh, not much. I rushed home as fast as I could after work. You so did I it. That's the best show. You did it, Stephen. I thank you. Thank you for uh, extending the window. Yeah. I, it wasn't for me. It was for that awesome uh, Z-Man interview. Yes, Z-Man kept it going. Please don't say interview. Makes it. Sorry, I'm sorry. So what do you got? What do you got for me, buddy? Uh, I, I was, I'm going to give the Pardo a shot, man. Let's hear it. Let's do it. All right. Musical guest. Infectious grooves. <laughs> uh-huh. Keep going. Uh, and your host, John Malkovich. All right. Very good. <laughs> Thank you. That's good. A lot of good people tonight, huh, Mike? He's gone. He left. Man, they don't stick around. How is... 
Here he is. What's up? I'm saying how uh, how is that tonight was a fun show, huh? Look, this uh, guy now I got this guy Nicholas Gazin's teeing off on me because he's saying make, keep making fun of these kids' movies. Look, I can't make anybody happy, right? Only make yourself happy. Hey, hold, hold, hold on, try. hold on, hold on a second. Line. Hold hey, on. Is that a new thing in the background? What? A baffle? Is that a baffle? Yeah, that's a conversation we can have off air, Mike. <laughs> we don't need to talk about the foam behind me. Say that again, Mike. No, not about the baffle. About the making making ha- being yeah. making people happy. Yeah, you can only try and make yourself happy. Okay, say it again. <laughs> you can only try and make yourself happy. You can only try and make yourself happy, yeah. huh? Yeah, because life's hard, huh? Yeah, some people are better at it than others. Of making themselves happy? Yeah, yeah. Is that something you're good at? No, no. You're not good at making yourself happy, eh? No, not at all. Oh, here we go. My you know, music. Because it's hard, right? Yeah, it's hard. Try to make yourself happy. Because yeah. you, 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 don't, you don't know how to do it. No. It's not like you have a lot of practice in it. No. Say something. Come on, help me. <laughs> the love of God, help me. Yeah. I think it may be genetic, too. You mean being happy? Yeah, I think some people are just born with a happy gene. Some people are born with it. What are the people who don't have it? What are they born with? They're born with the struggling gene. That everything's a struggle? Yeah. You know, I get you. Sometimes it is always a struggle, huh? You can have moments of happiness. Yeah. They're usually brief, fleeting. Yeah. But when you have those moments of happiness... And you feel it going away, Mike. You know yeah, what? Yeah. You say to yourself, you say, you're here now. You might go away, but you're here right now. I'm going to hold on to you, and I'm going to remember what you feel like. I'm allowed to be happy. Uh, these other people, they're happy. I look on this Instagram. I see them on the beach. Everybody's on the beach. What's everybody live on the beach now? Uh, when yeah. did that happen? Yeah. So you know what? Maybe I'm not on the beach, but you know what? I got a beach in my heart. I'm allowed to go to the beach in my head. And you're not going home with sand in your crack. That's okay. You're not going <laughs> home with sand in your crack. That's a fair point. And, and you, But you know what? You get And you get the beaches wherever you are. You're at yeah. the beach. You close yeah. your eyes, suddenly you're at the beach. Yeah. What do you think of when you think of the beach, Mike? Oh... Uh. Blistering sunburn. Okay, that's not exactly the road I was trying to go down with this, but I'll take it. Uh, but, you know, you get the sunburn because you enjoy being out in the sun and having a nice time. So you're out in the sun, you have a nice time. And look, maybe slobs like you and slobs like me, Mike, we don't get to go to the beach the way everybody else does. But you know what? We get to go. We close our eyes and we're at the beach and we open our eyes and we're back in the real world. And we're out there. And we got slobs like me and slobs like Mike. Yeah. We're trying to make a difference, right, yeah. Mike? Yeah, we are. We're trying to change the world one slob at a time, doing everything we can. Say something. And no sand in our cracks. And no sand in our cracks. There we go. That's a moment of triumph if there ever was one. That's right. And that's what we do. 
loving it. Oh, 
Oh, wow. 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 Jackhammer. Just hitting these gnarly, 